0: Good evening, and welcome back to Beacon, our alien RPG live play here, sponsored by our good friends over at Demiplane and brought to you by the Streampunks in Q Times. Well, that's a mouthful. I usually don't say it all that much up the top, but here we are. Um, we are back here for episode four uh, as we creep ever closer to our Halloween episode, which Sam is going to absolutely enjoy thoroughly. Uh, but before we get to all of that goodness, we're going to go ahead and just do some quick announcements before we jump into tonight's chapter. Uh, first of all, big thank you as always to Demiplane for sponsoring uh, the StreamPunks and their endeavor to tell these stories. Um, You can get more information on the Alien Nexus. Uh, You'll be seeing some links popping up in chat, so definitely check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, Demiplane has started to release more content on their platform, one of them being Avatar The Last Airbender for the digital, uh, for the uh, I think it was a digital reward for the Kickstarter backers. That's going to be coming available at some point here soon. Also, uh, Alien Heart of Darkness and the Colonial Marines Guide is going to be coming available pretty soon. It is available for pre-order right now on the Demiplane site also want to point out real quick before i move on that uh demi plane had a really cool teaser video today about the vampire character tools which are coming up in 2023 so if you guys have enjoyed playing dungeons and dragons on DD beyond because of how great it is to be able to make characters and roll dice get ready because you're going to be able to do that on DD beyond with every other game <laughs> including vampire the masquerade uh you are definitely be able to do that with aliens uh and of course mutant year zero they've got pathfinder of course is coming up so just stay tuned if you're looking for those games that that you've been eager for a great place to get all of that content in one spot for your character sheets and your dice rolls for the game check it out highly recommended plus it supports the stream punks so bonus um that is, let's see. Um, we don't have any big events. The year is finally starting to wind down a little bit for the StreamPunks. We have a lot going on behind the scenes. More on that some other time. But for right now, so far as I know, StreamPunks does not have any big announcements that we are prepared to share just yet. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pass this off to anybody else who has any announcements tonight. Anything anybody wants to pitch or say or anything. Yes, Noir
1: oh yeah uh so i just recorded the first episode of a new podcast uh that i'm doing with my sibling uh joy called dungeons and drag where we oh! talk about uh just about everything mm-hmm. in the nerdy uh nerdy space and uh uh it's <laughs> uh, she described it as uh your weekly geeky source with a healthy dose of accountability so uh, <laughs> please check it out it's on all the podcast places <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> okay sounds good uh and caitlin
2: yes hello um so i've t- talked about it a bunch the week is finally here thin places radio the tiny cast that i am producing uh launches on friday uh, 4 a.m central time because that's what the host wanted uh so it is a supernatural and sentimental kind of call-in advice show uh you can actually call in and you can actually leave a voicemail and the host may write you a response uh, we the the only big update besides the fact that it is friday so soon is that we have now figured out a way where uh outside of the u.s you can leave us a voice memo um uh, via anchor uh, so you don't have to have you don't have to fake a phone number if you felt really really inspired to leave <laughs> from a voicemail um so if you go to twitter uh thin places radio um there is a, a thread i think it should be the most recent tweet uh has how to uh, leave a voicemail if you are uh, an international caller looking for some supernatural advice um keep an eye out it's so cool it's such a fun show and i i can't wait for y'all to hear it so
0: all right sounds good thank you caitlin uh elisa did you have anything you wanted to announce today Did you have anything aside from just how amazing i am
3: uh no just no, that not that just like, oh, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no we're not, not
4: allowed since... to dismember another living human being with our words like that live elisa. Sorry, i
3: was just playing a bard I, I gotta shake the bardness out yeah that's um, fair no that's fair okay uh no i don't have any new updates just the one from a couple weeks ago about our show which we're we're putting together underway uh no i don't think i have anything else i can announce at this juncture
0: yeah we're in that we're in that critical moment where we have so much in development right now but we do not have the ability to announce just yet so maybe uh, just
3: cross your fingers for me everyone because i get news about something tonight maybe crossing that's it they are crossed
0: Uh, okay. Does anybody else have anything that they'd like to announce before we, um, before we move forward? Yes, Sam.
4: An error was made within the calendar. I, on behalf of StreamPunks, but actually mostly just on behalf of myself, apologize for the error. Mm -hmm. That was the month of October. Mm. Why did we allow this month to exist on the calendar at all? Why did we put things in it? And why did we decide that it's going to be a concentrated month of scary times and it's one twelfth of the whole year? Mm-hmm. My announcement is that October was a mistake.
0: And that you're excited that it was a mistake? <laughs>
4: Androids don't take stress. Androids don't take stress. Androids don't take stress. Let's go ahead and jump into
5: tonight's episode of Beacon.
0: Once again, you all find yourselves waking up from hypersleep. Of course, it's nothing like the journey that it was getting to the station that is Beacon out near the frontier. The trip out here has taken about 14 days. Dramatically shorter than your trip from your colonies or from Earth that you took getting across known space to Beacon, which is on the edges of the United America's territories here in the northern quadrant, I suppose, of explored space (laughs) spineward, as they might say, you are all experiencing what people in the space trucking industry have experienced for over 85 plus years, which is one of these old cryo bays, the old pods slowly raising above your head. It's not more or less comfortable than any other time you've been in hypersleep, but you're definitely sleeping vintage. The cryo bay, or the hypersleep vault, as it is called—excuse me, as it is called on the Ilios—is, um, for visual references, the exact same one that you saw in the very first Alien movie. They also flew an 88G Bison, so you all find yourselves. In these pods sort of in a star pattern as it were all connected to a central console that monitors um, mother monitors all the life support and whatnot the only person that has been moving around the ship this entire time for the 14 days that you have all been in hypersleep has been isaac isaac i'm curious before we get into this any further do you think isaac's read any books has isaac gotten through how many of the books has isaac gotten through do you think?
4: Isaac read as many books as they could aloud per the captain's request, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a good number of those books simply take more time to speak aloud than there was uh, time allotted, because uh, we got some pretty long boys on that list. Uh, Hemingway not not known for for short works largely Mm -hmm. um so i think we probably have maybe two books left i'd say that we haven't read
0: isaac mother informs you that the crew is now waking from their hypersleep as per scheduled mother has also warned you that you are about 12 hours out from arriving at the destination and that she has switched to sublight engines
4: excellent i'll take the card
5: Mm -hmm.
4: uh, from the slot and i will go down to the base to give it back to the captain
0: okay one by one all of you are starting to come about some of you are experiencing that mild hangover from waking up from hypersleep Thankfully, it's mostly temporary. And it's not as vicious, obviously. 14 days is a much more forgiving time to be sleeping. So there's a bit of wincing. You can hear O'Donnell as he's sort of stirring up and goes, Okay. As he sits up slowly in his hyperpod and just doesn't open his eyes yet, he kind of just starts to slowly crack open his eyelids to let the light in.
2: Morning, starshine. you I... sleep? Oh, excellent! It's great! It's amazing every time. Just a dream. Oh boy, Tig's gonna like crawl out of her, uh, her pod. Just going alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. Live, awake, alert, enthusiastic. We're gonna go just get pen down, and put her put her boots on, and gotta gotta start moving, or else it never starts to pass. So she's just gonna kind of get get going.
0: Uh, Martha, as you hear Tig repeating this mantra over and over, it just takes you right back to basic. You remember you remember the kids t- saying that mantra to get themselves up and going in the morning before the inevitable shouting fest began.
3: Yeah, Martha uh, just kind of wakes up, pops up out of the hypersleep chamber and is putting her boots on. Um, obviously, like physically, visibly groggy, mm-hmm. but um, Martha just kind of moves through the wake up process more uh, smoothly. She doesn't force herself open, like eyes open. And it's almost as if, if you were to watch her for 10 minutes, you would. it's like the evolution people like mm-hmm. the like crouched down and then just slowly becoming upright until she's fully awake
0: okay how's Albrecht? how's albright handling handling uh, that
1: um there is a very loud groan um he's he's not handling it well this he this is uh his second time now doing this and uh you just hear oh Why's it gotta be so bad on my knees? Ah, good good morning uh, or good uh, what good wake up good. Good wake up indeed. Good wake up everybody. How we how we all
3: doing? Good wake up. You know the best Uh, thing to get your knees back um, from hypersleep is to just walk around.
1: I I, I was hoping it would have been a a nap. Alright, well, just, uh, is is everybody feeling well? Does anybody need uh, to be looked over? Anybody need anything? I should put pants on. Coffee. (laughs) Coffee
0: and pants. Order of the day.
1: Coffee and pants. Preferably pants before the coffee if you slip. I've got priorities. the, the pants could protect you, you, you if you drop your coffee on your on yourself um, it like it's that.
0: cold I'm putting on pants don't you worry uh, Isaac you round the corner just in time to see you can hear the banter of the crew as you're moving down the darkened corridor the lights are starting to flicker on the large doors that were mostly sealed for the majority of the trip have started to open up again um the doors, of course, being sealed only when you wish them to be. Mother accommodates you anytime you want to gain access to any area of the ship. At this particular point, the doors just slide open with this deep bass of a hum. And as you round the corner, you can see this room is very well lit. And it, they are starting to come about, slowly crawling out of their stasis pods. Uh, O'Donnell is actually the first to see you. and He goes, hey, Isaac. How are we doing? Everything good? Are we on fire? Are we crashing? Everything's fine?
4: We are not on fire. We are not crashing. I don't think are any of you crashing.
1: I'm not crashing.
0: Doc might be crashing.
1: I'm I'm standing strong. Don't mind the wobbliness of my knees. Oh. But
4: it looks unstable. Are you alright? Can I get you something?
1: Um, <laughs> 20 years back. <laughs> that that's what I could use, but uh no, nah, i I'll, I'll be all right. It's just just a little I don't little... know the current
4: model of astrophysics accommodates that. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a little time travel joke. I like that. How you how how, how are you doing our, our little map? Get get some good reading in? Yes. Many of the books were quite excellent. good I hope you have a favorite, and I can't wait to hear what you think of them.
4: I was asked to do a book report, but not a book report.
1: I will not go into details about what that means.
4: (laughs) I thought maybe the coffee was supposed to already be on. Did I wait too long? Did I do coffee wrong?
1: You- you're doing everything just right, don't worry. Here's
4: your card to be in charge again. Please be in charge again. Thank you, Captain. (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, I thought that was part of a, a, a nightmare I was having. Okay, yes. Cap, captain again. Uh, mother I'll I'll uh take control again. Uh how how close are we to the uh to the settlement?
4: 12 hours.
1: All right. Well, I suppose
4: 11 hours and 53 minutes.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure these needs of mine will be right as rain by the time we get there. We'll meet these people, give them all the help they need, and we'll be out in the jiffy. No problems that I can foresee. Milk run. Milk run, right? I, I don't, I don't like how you said that, son. O'Donnell oh,
0: looks over at you and says, ah, "Look, I don't know anything anybody else doesn't know. It's just that this used to be the front, the frontier. This is where all the colony wars happened."
1: you gotta you gotta manifest what you want in life sometimes you know i'm manifesting a milk run as he said no yeah. nothing go wrong when you go get milk i'm manifesting cigarettes right now
2: i'm manifesting you, breakfast
3: um feels doable i could definitely healthy. go for some breakfast yeah yeah
2: our rations what's kind of the what's the, what's the vibe what kind of what kind of things do we get on oh on yeah no. <laughs> yeah
0: you get the standard fare of uh, basically food packs that are nice. uh, found on all of these vessels mm-hmm. so standard
2: hydrate some stuff let's go <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, it's it is sort of the standard fare that you can find the the one perk they say uh, about some of these ships especially those who are at least in your case, a subsidiary of Weyland-Yutani is they do keep things in a ready supply of coffee. There is that. <laughs> um, and it will shake off any sleepiness that you're having. But yeah, food, bug juice, coffee, it's all waiting for you in the galley.
1: You know, my boy used to tell me that the Chili Mac are the best MREs to eat. Mm.
3: Oh, I love the Chili Mac. So good.
1: Well, I think after that bit of travel, we deserve some. Let's see if we can find it.
3: That sounds like a perfect dessert, Doc. (laughs) Let's do it. I mean, not dessert, breakfast. Sorry, I'm just -hmm. waking
2: up. You can have it for dessert. You have your coffee for breakfast and then your chili mac for dessert.
3: I prefer bug juice to coffee. Fair enough. Hot bug juice. Now, let me tell you. Mmm. Well, according to... Space
0: according to the plane Alien Nexus, the prefab meals, which are available aboard starships, including pastas, cereals, freeze-dried vegetables, stews, meatloaf, and something resembling cornbread, are all available to you. Cornbread. cornbread is an ongoing joke in the alien universe. It started with the sequel, Aliens, and it has not let up. Because the cornbread resembles cornbread.
1: Well, well, now I'm making cornbread, everybody. So
0: that's... <laughs> Not gonna lie, it is making me a little hungry for good buttered
3: cornbread. <laughs> is oh. there an agree- ingredient list on the cornbread package? Or does it just say... <laughs> it just corn... says mostly cornbread. <laughs> mostly it, cornbread. it just says
0: cornbread in quotes.
3: <laughs> Yikes. Yikes.
5: Yeah. Um...
0: There's a great line in Aliens Fireteam Elite where one of the uh, equipment guy, one of the guys that sets you up with your equipment, says he's got a bunch of prefab cornbread in the back. Nobody eats that shit. Um, so one by one, you all filter into the galley. O'Donnell does manage to get his pants on. He just throws his shirt over his shoulder as he makes his way barefoot down the corridor, kind of like tiptoeing, like. Um, Somebody who has forgotten that the deck plates are going to be cold when he gets up, but he manages. Galley doors open. You take the sharp left and then again the sharp right as you move into the galleyway. The galley lighting up as you see that very comfortable large communal table that is just sitting off to the side, as well as all of the pantries and closets that are available to you all that has fully stocked foods and indeed O'Donnell finds the coffee. Also, O'Donnell As he opens up one of the pantries, you see him pulling out the coffee and just goes, oh, this manifesting thing is working really, really good. Really, really well right now.
1: See, now all we have to do is just continue manifesting, not end up in any conflicts, and we'll be right as rain. Right as rain, right as rain. Martha
3: goes for the bug juice. And the chili mac.
5: Okay. Mm. Like, take Teague has not heard of
2: a bug juice hot, and I think we'll we'll uh, join you in 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 partaking in that particular bug breakfast juice tradition. Hot, hot bug juice. I, I'm
1: hot uh, bug juice. I'm gonna I'm leave the bug juice to y'all and just partake of this here coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I imagine bug juice
3: tastes like chicken bone broth. If anyone has had that, ooh, just like the most, like uh b- bones and just like protein f- like that just Probably very proteiny a,
4: a little dash of uh sour a little bit of
3: tang yeah. um yeah. presumably from the formic acid i find bone broth to be sour so that tracks for me there we go so, yeah mug of hot bug juice so all right um, well Easy enough. What were we all expecting from uh, this mission besides it for it to be a milk run?
0: It's not going to be a milk run, O'Donnell says as he starts pulling a cigarette out of the cabinet. He says, Oh, thank you, God.
1: Not in the vicinity of other people here. We will create a smoky area for you. All right, all right. Uh,
3: Actually, uh, O'Donnell, uh, you know, typically. We would have the smoking section be in the airlock.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right? I hear the company's better in the airlock, too, as he starts to light up.
1: I'll take great offense to that. I'll see what she sees. All right. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that goes right past O'Donnell. Donnelly doesn't hear it as he's lighting up his cigarette.
2: Well, it's for sure going to be more dire than we're expecting, right? Like, that's...
1: No, 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 no. We don't. We don't know that. They need the people down there need help. I, I believe if they see that we come in good faith, with the means and the ability to help them, then perhaps that might subside any aggressive tendencies. that Oh, they might. not
2: like, not like that, Doc. I don't think anyone's gonna be shooting at us. Hopefully, I just mean like they're gonna be in pretty rough shape. Oh yeah.
1: well, yeah, it's gonna. And what had
2: no medical supplies for nine months? They haven't had a full supply restock in what four years?
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting, honestly, to see really bad conditions and really yeah. broken people.
0: Yeah, they're gonna probably be a little cynical when they see us show up, is my guess. So we might get a little, you know, heat from them. We'll just have to let that roll off our shoulders because they're probably, you know, justified in being pretty pissed off. For yeah. sure.
3: And we're the first faces they'll be seeing coming from a place that didn't help them sooner.
0: I think the thing that scares me about stuff like this, and first of all, I've done a couple of truck and runs and I haven't had any problems, but I've heard stories anytime I did stops. I haven't had anything like this yet, but I think the thing that makes me nervous is anytime you're doing any kind of stop like this, you end up becoming kind of vulnerable to people who might want what you've got. I don't think the colonists are going to be the problem. I'm just hoping, hoping everything else is fine. That's all.
1: You, you,
0: ima- you imagine there might be some sort of bandits
1: down there or something.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly, I got nothing. It's just my imagination running wild. It's, I just the, the frontier war was bad. The colony war was intimate and nasty, and I I don't know. I just, I think my big thing is I just don't know. I mean, it's got to do things to people, right? And this Colony Wars was all about, you know, colonies raiding colonies. So, uh, just, we're tugging around a lot of really expensive, valuable things that we know for a fact a lot of people need desperately right now. If there's still those people out there that think the Colony Wars hasn't ended.
4: Hmm wouldn't Paxton's Reach be the absolute worst place to attempt to conduct such piracy if it hasn't had a resupply in four years and you're trying to predict where shipping and logistics might go not here no one supplies here
0: (laughs) hey that's a good point actually (laughs) yeah
4: and with a population of 900 at last count that's a lot of people and surely some of them will want our help. Just offer, and whoever wants it can have it.
2: That's
3: what we can do. You know, maybe, um, maybe I can try to send out a message before we get there. Just, you know, alert them that we're coming or just see who we should check in with. Yeah, wouldn't uh, hurt, probably. Yeah, you know, this talk about bandits potential or otherwise makes me think that we should make sure that the resources get to uh, as many of the people as possible so that they're not hoarded they're not kind of bogarted by any one faction if there's some strange things going on down there already
0: well the director certainly loaded us up with enough stuff we've got about three tons worth of aid equipment looks like about 30 pallets worth of medical supplies. I mean, getting this to this colony, they should be good to go for the next five years if everything works out.
3: Yeah, and if if the resources are distributed well. Uh, speaking of which, uh, let me see if I can get, uh, get them on radio and just see what the situation is down there.
0: Yeah. Mind if I go with you? I need to... Settle yeah. into the. Oh, yeah,
3: I'll he's... show you where the airlock is on the way over. Oh,
0: good, 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 good. Bring my, bring my pillow in there. <laughs> he, you see him take his cigarette out of his mouth, put it between his toes as he puts his shirt on. Finally, then reaches down and picks up the cigarette, puts it back into his mouth, takes a cup of coffee, and starts walking up towards the bridge. It's real attractive, with Martha. He goes,
5: yeah. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> I'm not going to let that go to waste. We heard limited supply out here. Besides, my my feet are completely clean.
3: You've been sleep sweating for 15 days. God, I hope not. I mean, everyone sweats
1: in their sleep. Is that
0: true? Doc, is that
3: true?
1: Unfortunately, so yes. No shit. In Where the distance, as the y'all are like walking between ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I. Used to look like that when I was his age.
2: <laughs> With cigarettes in your toes? <laughs> I mean, I,
1: nah, I, I never smoked, but yeah. I, I used to. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, we we, we got to start prepping to see if you could, can could go ahead and send out a message. Uh, preferably if they can have their more severe cases on the move ready to be picked up by us and brought to our medical center. Okay. Roger yeah. that,
3: Duck.
0: When you enter the bridge, it's worth noting again that the bridge is expansive. And it has uh, it has a sub deck and a main deck. The subdeck is down below, where there is a table that you get a systems map that you can interact with. Uh, There's a couple of computer consoles to the left and right that monitor incoming and outgoing communications. Towards the front, though, there is a ramp that takes you up onto the main deck, where you see all of the chairs for a crew to sit for their operational uh, their positions on the bridge. The main two chairs to the bridge, though, of course are the pilot co-pilot seats as well as the communications hub that is in the very center Uh, it is a this is the you know the big brain of the ship and you can see out the main window the empty darkness of space with a few very bright shining lights these big pinpoints of light which you all know are probably planets from in the system that you are all traveling through right now, now showing up with gorgeous clarity as these brilliant stars. And without much reverence for the majesty around him, O'Donnell just slides into his seat. He goes, okay, let's see. Taps a couple of buttons on the computer, and you see Mother... All the consoles on the bridge waking up. You can hear the data stream. Of course, that very retro sound of as Mother begins to load up all of the data and information of the system that you're in. All of the planets, all of the moons of which there is considerable. Feel free to ask questions. I actually do have a full-on readout of this entire system. And uh, yeah, O'Donnell takes a look at the system and goes, okay, Yeah. Isaac did good. Taking care of all of us. We're flight path. Mother did great. Everything was normal. Um, we got some messages. Looks like it's some basic stuff. Backlog of beacon chatter being retransmitted here. Oh, there's a message for you, Tig.
2: Oh. Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll like gonna- she'll come up, find a console that she can check it out.
0: You see that there's a message says, I can forward it to a private console if you want it.
2: Is it sure, yeah, why not.
0: I'm setting it to the back if you want to take one of the chairs. And Sant. Happy reading. Moving to the back of the console of the ship, you find a darkened corner where, again, not all the lights need to be on. So it's just the glow of the computer console. As you sit down and enter your access code, mother accepts your access code. Immediately you see a message pop up from your uncle. Wow. As you skim as you skim nice. through the lines, as you open it up, Tig. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Skimming through the lines, first of all, it seems like it reads to you like almost almost there's a tone at the top of the message that immediately you feel like, oh he's bracing me for something. Oh no. <laughs> but you see the text popping up. Subject is from Hugo Pike. As you start reading, you just see it says, Hey, Tig. Got your messages. I was able to forward them. You'll be happy to know. And I hear that Buffy got the messages you sent. Uh, I wasn't given any kind of reply. But I wanted you to know that I... I will keep looking into that for you. I know how important it is for you out there in the middle of nowhere. I hope you're staying safe. Keep checking in with us. Keep letting me know how you're doing. And, um... You know, at some point, she's going to be old enough that she's going to want to message you. So... As often as you spend in hypersleep, that'll... That day'll come faster than anything. (laughs) But, um... I'll keep you posted, and... Don't lose heart. Keep sending me messages. Miss you, kid.
2: She will start drafting. I think some a reply in her in her head. I think she tries to send messages anytime she is not asleep. So, I think she'll when she's more awake, maybe okay. <laughs> she'll reply. She'll send something back. But I think she just kind of has to breathe through that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. before she rejoins the crew
0: up towards the communication seat as you slide into the chair which is essentially the co-pilot's chair Martha O'Donnell oh, looks over at you and goes I'm going to forward you some of the messages in case you want to look at them Captain, if you want to check them any of them out it looks just like basic comms chatter doesn't look like anything's interesting in here it looks like Beacon's been forwarding a lot of us the messages of the, some of the supplies. It looks like the director is probably trying to keep us informed as to what supplies they've got back at home base. Alright, well. Pretty
5: efficient.
1: Just good, to, good to know. I will captain all over these communications. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh,
0: I'm going to make a course adjustment real quick. There's an asteroid belt between us and the planet right now. Might add about an hour to our journey but it's not a big deal.
3: All right. Um, I would like to look through the data, what messages we've gotten, and bigger goal for me, though, is to find out anything else I can find out about this colony we're going to, including who might be either in charge or a leader of some kind. Who would mm-hmm. I be trying to contact?
0: Excellent idea. Yeah. Okay, so... Paxton's breach the data starts coming up as you access mother's database on what she has with Paxton's breach. Um, There is a caution mother does inform you that this data might be out of date. The last update from Paxton's reach that gave any kind of data as the status of the colony itself was about a year ago. So it's not the most up to date information. But what you get is a list of station staff the population last checked at least the population that mother is on file is about 900 colonists um the colony administrator you see his image pop up as the file appears you see a latino man looks middle-aged which matches his file lists him as 44 years old his name is jose ruiz he is the colony administrator. He is a Wayland Utani employee, and is the administrator of the the entire colony of Paxton's Reach. Um, it is worth noting too that Paxton's Reach is a Wayland Utani mining facility. Just so just a quick reminder of that. Um, the next person on the file, who is not a Wayland Utani polo- uh, employee, is the colonial marshal, Zuli. Um, that's X U L I. Chinese. She is thirty-seven years old. Uh, you also see Doctor Dustin Catlow. Think of that as Katlow, Catlow, C A T L O W. Catlow. Um, Caucasian, forty-four years old, male extensive medical record, but it looks like he's gotten most of his practices done out here on the frontier, judging by the medical file. The Colonial Marshal, of course, answers to the Office of Colonial Marshal Affairs, does not answer to Waylan It Is kind of the law out here, as it were. Um, the main colonial engineer is a technician named Ethan Tanahachi, 35-year-old Japanese man. Um, his partner is the colony miner and coordinator Matsuda Shiko. Female, 39 years old, Japanese. Uh, There are a couple of other station staff, but you also see listed underneath a lot of the main staff of this station is a lot of the stuff that you saw at Beacon, things that they are short supply on, things that they've been calling out for. You see an old SOS when the colony was attacked years ago. Um, They did not report any casualties during the attack, however, which is encouraging. Looks like it may have been a raid, possibly. this The date is close enough to the Frontier War that it was possibly from the UPP, considering how close you all are to the UPP border out here. This is as close as some of you have ever been. And in other cases, particularly for the Marines, this feels familiar. The colony is a terrestrial planet with a toxic atmosphere. Um, It is highly dangerous venturing outside without a breather mask on and eye protection is optional. But breathers, not optional. The content of the atmosphere is potentially lethal. And unless you're synthetic, don't, don't go outside and take a deep breath. Bad idea. It is a wet world. It does have rivers and oceans on the surface. However, the world itself is largely dusty. It looks like it's mostly uh, deserts and dried riverbeds, kind of like the Mojave Desert kind of style, where it's just flat, dusty. Uh, Lots of dust storms also detected on this, but the mountain ranges are quite rich with minerals. Looks like this colony has probably been out here for close to 20 years or so there's been at least one time before the colony uh, before the frontier wars broke out where the colony had a, uh, a personnel change where more people came in, some people left. And that was actually the last time they were supplied at all. It looks like the colony has not received any kind of shipment of supplies for almost two and a half years. And they, and after. That shouldn't be a problem, except for they were raided, apparently. That seems to be where their problems started happening. They are one of many, according to Mother, who have been hurting for help for a long time.
3: Okay, cool, cool. Um. It, what was my question? Is there... Oh, it's gone. Um, is there any indication of... No, yeah, it's gone. That's okay. <laughs> the question I had was gone, but... Um, who else is on the bridge right now?
0: Aside from O'Donnell, I think... I think everyone is on the bridge right now. I know O'Donnell okay. is. I know the captain is. Yeah.
4: Okay. I don't need so, to be there. I just tagged along.
3: Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I was going to just say this out loud for everyone to be caught up. I'm going to, like, summarize all okay. the details of the planet itself and I might say some of the names out loud as well. Um, and then Martha will say, do we think... Well, I mean... I guess I just have to send a message out and see who gets it, huh? I was kind of hoping to, like, touch base with the doctor and then maybe the col- the colonial marshal and, of course, the leader, Jose Ruiz. But I guess we'll just see... We'll have to see who picks up the phone. Yeah.
0: O'Donnell just says, fuck. A raid. If they even still years. have radios. Jeez. Well, we know that they sent a message to Beacon.
3: Maybe- yeah, but... Yeah. Isn't that SOS pretty old?
0: It might be. I don't know. It's worth sending out a ping. I can try to patch you through if you want. Or, yeah. Technically, you would be the expert at that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, Yeah, let's do this. Okay. I would like to try to send them a message.
0: All right, make a comms tech check. And if I remember correctly, let me just bring it up because you actually might be getting. Bonus here. Hold on one sec. 88G. You know you wanna. Yeah, I'm scrolling you know you through all
3: my details.
0: Um, mm, 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 mm. So spacecraft. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Demiplane. Uh-huh. I want to see if you. <laughs> the first thing he brings up is a twenty millimeter Gatling gun. Huh, sure, that's how Martha decides to communicate.
3: <laughs> this is all the talking uh... <laughs> I need to
0: do. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, is it not in the in the text? One second. I just want to see real quick if you get any kind of. I don't think. Oh no. That's right. No, Mother is going to be able to give you bonuses to this. Yay. Mother.
3: Thanks, Mother.
0: Yeah, no, she is going to give you big bonuses to this. Okay, so let's see. You're in the the CM88G Bison Commercial Freighter. Also, very familiar to some of us because we've seen... Okay, so you've got the Mother 6500 system. Uh Comtech 6, so you can roll your you can roll the mother context skill if you want, which is 6 dice.
3: Oh cool. Okay. And oh, you can add
0: my... you can add that F- skill. Minutes. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. add that skill to your wits.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah. Mother has Comtech 6, piloting 5, observation 6. Amazing. And this is an outdated mother system. 3 2 The 6500 is old.
3: Oh, is that a D six? Okay, I was like, I don't want to roll one of my stress die just for you know Juju, so we right. <laughs> get a non stress die. D six. Okay, this is a lot of dice. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> this is what you do. Let's get it. Okay, one, one success.
0: Welcome, (laughs) welcome to Free League Games, where you can roll 300 D6 and you get a success. Um, All right. Patching into Mother, you establish a link with the colony and start calling out. The moment you attempt to establish the communications, you can already detect that it's kind of a choppy transmission. O'Donnell just kind of says, Ah, oh, sorry about that. That's the asteroid field. Don't worry about it. Just keep giving it a shot. I, We should be out of this in just a few minutes. It's I'm all
3: to, good. Trying to what?
0: He's like, I'm just trying to put as much distance between us and that thing as possible.
3: It's all good. I'll just keep broadcasting and, and I'll send out my message. Okay. USCSS Ilios to Paxton's Reach. Come in.
0: After three attempts coming through the static in real time, you see a middle-aged man with a thick beard, good hair, kind of curled up at the top of his head. He looks like he's wearing... Uh, doesn't look like a flight suit, but it zips up like a flight suit. But you see he, he's kind of leaned into the to what looks like the the visual comms a little close you can't see too much of what's going behind him but it does give you a good look at the disbelief in his face and he goes this is paxton's reach HU483 who is speaking to us right now
3: uh paxton's reach this is US USC sorry USCSS ilios uh we have been sent here by beacon to provide assistance and supplies holy Elios May I ask, who, may I ask yes. who I'm speaking to?
0: Yes, this is Administrator Ruiz. Uh, I cannot tell you how good it is to hear your voice. We sent out a message to Beacon months ago. Didn't expect to hear back. We, oh, this is, and you're transmitting in real time. Are you close?
3: We are. We're uh, a little bit less than 12 hours out of um, orbit
0: you see him either he has forgotten that you can see him but you see he rubs his hand on his face and if you didn't know any better Martha he looks like he's getting emotional and after a few moments he goes copy that Ilios we will have a welcoming party for you when you arrive
3: oh there's no need for uh, well I know what you mean Sorry, I'm just waking up from hypersleep. Administrator, uh we're glad to be of assistance and uh could you give us some specific coordinates of where would be best for us to touch down?
0: Yeah, I'll send that I'll send that right now. And I'll make sure that we're prepared for your arrival. Uh just be aware, we've been having some weather issues have uh, the past couple of weeks. Lots of heavy thunderstorms moving through here. All part of some of what was left over. Paxton's reach was originally going to be a colony that was meant to become the... well, an actual colony and not a mining facility, but uh, Weyland-Yutani changed their minds about halfway through the processes when most of the atmospheric processes were destroyed in raids.
5: Hmm.
0: We've been having heavy thunderstorms for the past two months, but they're supposed to be clearing up in the next few days.
3: Oh. Well, um, look, we look forward to meeting you in person. Oh, also, um, we do have a medical facility and a doctor. Well, we have medical staff on board. So if you could please also have um, just a list of your highest priority medical cases, then we can attend to them right away.
0: Martha, in the background, you hear somebody clapping out. You hear,
3: whoa! All right, let's go.
0: And Ruiz goes, uh, Roger roger that, Elios. We'll be very, very happy to receive you.
3: Over and out.
1: Well, if I didn't feel good about what we were doing before, I sure as heck do now. Hey,
3: Doc, I think your manifestation is coming through.
1: (laughs) Not bad for a milk run. Not bad at all.
3: Sorry. Oh, uh just well, laughing because
0: use... this is how Alien Covenant starts. Everyone's like, Oh, finally, things are starting to look up.
3: Let's
1: do yes, some. Good, good, <laughs> With the GM knows how screwed you are that I next just
0: act. No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> I don't know how screwed you are, but I'm just laughing because Noir is saying like the trigger words of doom for a, a, like an alien. <laughs> but but yeah, no, uh, you even, O'Donnell even looks like he's smiling a little bit, and he also just chimes in and goes, I don't mind
3: being wrong. I don't either, yeah. Uh, O'Donnell, did you catch that about the weather?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie, landing a bison is, is it's not easy in heavy weather, but it'll be fine. It's just going to be bumpy right on the way down.
3: I mean, do we have shuttle shuttlecraft? We can maybe offload, start offloading the supplies with...
0: We have an escape craft.
3: No, okay.
1: Son, okay. I, don't, I don't like how nervous you are at the prospect of landing.
0: Not nervous, no. Just, but, no, no, no. I can land I can land the Ilios. That's not the problem. The problem is Ilios is, is an old tug, so when she goes underneath the cloud cover and we get into the stratosphere, she's going to start getting a little bumpy. And then when we get into the actual storm systems... Well, it's going to be a little choppy. That's all. Don't worry. The gravitational regulators on the ship are going to be fine. We'll just be shaking around a little bit, but no one's going to go bouncing into the ceiling or anything. It's just going to be bump, a bump, a bump. That's all.
2: You just buckle in, Doc. You'll be all
1: right. Uh, When we say it's going to be shaking and bumping a little bit, how, how, how how much now is a little bit? Depends on how
0: bad the storms are, and we're not going to know that until we get into them. So I hope you're up for an adventure, Doc.
1: I'm... I'm a... I'm a good... I'm a just walk.
5: <laughs>
1: <He> just <laughs> walk? Walk it off, <laughs> Doc. Walk it off. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Doc walks right past you, Isaac.
4: Why is he shaking? Uh, the Doc's used to uh, slightly
2: less turbulent travel accommodations. He'll be
4: alright. Of course he will. It's perfectly safe and we have an excellent pilot.
0: It's lizard brain, Isaac. That's what my grandfather used to call it lizard brain. It's when you go into survival mode. The way the docs. Doc doesn't see it as a safe spacecraft that's capable of planet fall. Doc sees a giant metal box that's about to throw Mm. him towards a large celestial body. And he's nervous. (laughs) Lizard brain. Both are true. We gotta get Doc to focus on the other one. The other one that's true. He'll be all right.
4: Isaac starts drifting off from the bridge uh, okay. to contemplate this and hopefully in solution it, uh, for this problem. Okay. We'll see what they come up with.
0: In which case, your journey towards Paxton's Reach is going to be uneventful. So, any scenes or anything you'd like to accomplish before the arrival at the colony, do let me know now.
4: Last
1: moments of happiness. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Doc's just writing in his journal. Uh, he, he since he's captain, he, he's figure he has to keep a captain's log. So that's oh. all he's
0: doing. Save that for coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'd
0: be good.
2: I, I do think Tig is gonna go and like. Where where do you think you're hanging out, Doc?
1: Uh, probably uh in the in the cryo sleep chamber area.
2: Okay, cool. Um. You'll, at some point, you, you hear just like a knock on the
1: doorframe. Uh, mm, yes. Hello. It, I mean, come through. Come come on in. You, you busy, Captain? Just finishing up some writing, getting some thoughts out, documenting everything. It's, it, it's always good to have documentation.
2: Yeah, I was actually, I was going to see if you and your captainly duties would like to give me a hand. I need some help. Oh, I'd love to help. What, what can I help you with? I mean, we've landed. We gotta, we gotta know exactly where everything is. We didn't load this ship. We should, you know. I want to get a hand in all the, all the supplies. Want to go through what we've got. You know, keep it forefront in my brain. If we're gonna be helping people. I want to know what I've got to work with.
1: Uh, inventory. Of course, we we yeah. gotta know what we got. Where we know what we can do, uh, that sounds that's that's uh, awfully clever of you. Take is fully
2: trying to distract you to give you something to think on for the, <laughs> to think about and focus on for the next couple of hours. Something uh, she wanted to do anyways, but she is like, "Let's go, Doc, I need your help." Like,
1: <laughs> just kind of closes up uh, uh, the the was riding on and uh, stuffs it in like in his it his personal pod. <laughs> <Pot. laughs> walks. It walks with you. You guys do have lockers
0: if you want them. <laughs> there, there are the the hygiene and personal lockers are just on the other side of the galley. So that's right when you walk out of the galley towards the maintenance lift. But cool, it's up to you. No, hey,
1: you still got to keep it in this you did the
2: best. <laughs> Like fair. under, like in your pillowcase, like, yeah. like a
1: diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some habits die hard. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Lead, go ahead, lead the way to the inventory.
2: Yeah, we'll head down uh, to, 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 I would assume it's a cargo bay. I don't know which, I, have not, I don't remember yeah. which floors in these are on, but.
0: So the cargo bay, that is going to be all the way down the lower landing cloud chamber. Yeah, yeah that's going to be, cargo is on D deck, at the very, very bottom of the ship. So getting inside the lift and just go, when it finally doors slide open. You step out into the dark corridor where you see the escape craft, which is located here in one of the... uh, This is actually at the very bottom of the ship. This is where you're going to find the hyperdrive machinery, the air scrubbers, all of that stuff. Nice. Um, Moving into the darkened corridor, the Ilios becomes much more expansive down here. Mm. There's a lot of rooms down here that take up multiple decks. So moving through some of these rooms, they are vaulted ceiling, as it were. Some of them reaching up as far as 50 feet. As you move into the cargo bay, it is large and expansive. And indeed, this place is completely filled with pallets of food, of medical supplies. The big heavy stuff is all the machinery and technical parts that are being supplied to the colony. Tons and tons of it. It is going to be a lot to unload all of the stuff. There are two power lifters, however, that are available to you here inside the cargo bay. <laughs> there is also a there is a claw, like a crane, that is being used to also offload items. It does not, at first sight, Tig, look like that's been maintenanced in a hot minute. The thing you notice about this cargoed hooked claw that's just kind of dangling it's it's currently lashed in a safety measure around the arm crane itself but looking at the claw it looks like this thing probably could use some repair Ooh. may not be safe to use
2: yeah I might do we okay we don't have like communicators like obviously we don't have like Star Trek communicators do we all have our little our mother tablets still that we had
0: Yes, but those do so the way the tablets work is they do not they do not they update talk to, in real time.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: They you can you they they allow you to connect to mother, but in order to actually speak to somebody on the bridge you have to go and find a console, a mother console down below. Which
2: can I send like send a memo, like a text message?
0: Through it? the mother console
2: another console okay
0: yeah but you um, would not be able to there is no walkie-talkies or that's, comm okay. sets. yeah cool that's
2: what i figured um yeah i just if i can spot a mother console I'm, I'm gonna try to send a message to um mm-hmm. isaac just be like hey uh i don't know i don't know much about this but you are the expert you might want to come take a peek when you get the chance and just kind of info about what we saw um before we start you know making our way around
0: okay so where are you right now isaac
4: Uh, I've just been idly drifting, um, attempting to think about ways to make uh, the captain less nervous on landing because I didn't have Mm -hmm. any other tasks that I hadn't already completed over 15 days in between reading books. Um, But there was one uh, that wasn't logged on uh, my task list and that is apparently this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also worth noting that every week in i believe i believe it's every week but every week while you are operating let's see yeah every week a member of your crew needs to make one heavy machinery roll and one comtech roll to service the ship each roll takes one shift per work only one person can roll but others can help if you're all in sleep, get a synthetic to do the work for you. <laughs> a ship AI, like Mother, can handle the Comtech service, but not heavy machinery. If a service skill roll fails or is not made during a particular week, your ship will suffer minor component damage.
5: Oh, my goodness. So
0: if you want, Isaac, we could say now the perfect time to make a heavy machinery check before planetfall.
4: All right. Yeah, that sounds very important right now.
0: Yeah. It's all about right. that time.
4: So it is. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of stunt is available on this?
0: Ooh, that's a great question. Let me double check. I think what it, I think typically when it comes to checks like this, it would be like you can speed up how much time it takes. I'm gonna pop oh, this open and look. So you rolled heavy machinery. Mm -hmm. um so stunts for heavy machinery would be like plus one to doing this again later you don't need to roll again for the exact situation but that's not the case here uh half the usual time you can choose to break it permanently (laughs) you can act quietly or you can show off
4: Um, All right, so I have three successes, which is uh, two stunts. One, I should add a plus one to future checks because this isn't the last time that I'm going to maintenance this ship. Uh, So we can say that this particular series of diagnostics was sort of the getting to know you diagnostic, and thereafter um, we will have gotten to know all about you. Um, And ideally gotten to like you, but we'll see. Um, Beyond that... um, Can I use the stunt to get that crane up and running before we have to start strapping in?
0: No, unfortunately.
4: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, in that case, let's see. Um, I perfectly fine. And I'm super happy Mm -hmm. to do that as well. Um, I think it's probably just a thing that Martha would notice. Maybe O'Donnell would notice, but, um, yeah, I'll use the stunt to show off. It just, it's really good. It's, it's nice. It's good. It's nice. And people know that it's nice.
0: Up on the bridge, Martha, as O'Donnell's sitting there, he looks at the community, he looks at the communications transmission static and you see him double take as he finishes his cigarette. Finally he goes, what the fuck? And he looks down and goes, oh shit. Gets on the comms and the, Hey, Isaac, is that you just now? Did I break anything? No, no, you cleared up the communications. I thought it was the asteroid. It was actually the Ilios. It looks great now. We have a clear transmission signal.
3: Yes. Nice work, Isaac. Hey. Thank
4: you. Use it to good effect. Help people.
0: Roger that.
3: That's the plan.
0: Looks over at you, Martha, and just goes, nice. Yeah. Uh, you have effectively shown the hell off.
4: (laughs) They should never put that stunt in there. Mm -hmm. I now have a stunt tax I have to pay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in this process, I see the message and I I can... When you get into the
0: cargo bay, you see what Tig was talking about. As You're looking up at the claw... That's gonna take a couple of shifts worth of work to fix. And you're probably gonna to need to get full access to a lot of the a lot of the parts in the workshop down here. That's gonna that's gonna be like a full on job.
2: I do think you walk into the, the cargo bay and Tig is sitting like cross legged on top of one of the crates and I don't know if the doc will be sitting too or if, if he's like nearby and she's like like passing him stuff and is like, it's like 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 a full fancy medical facility that's like so i don't um, know <laughs> like you like you just always had like an office like for your like for your own office and also an office for to like see patients well you have
1: to start somewhere i started with a small clinic and i got a contract that was rather generous and from there i was just able to grow the business. <laughs>
2: okay your small clinic that's even i'm not i'm not even there yet um this is the alias is the first time i've had any medical facilities to work in so this is this is my big deal
1: and she like tosses stuff in your direction you are exceptionally young and you've got so much more life to live you don't don't pace yourself you'll be fine
2: i'm having a good time and then (laughs) just like i think everyone's once she like lobs one I, like they're just like little boxes, which is just we're honestly just like counting stuff and like putting it back in. Like I think it's just this is just menial tasks.
1: <laughs> um, now, now you've done a lot of
2: these landings, you said. Yes, all right. You've done you've done like planet side travel, right? Like,
1: I, well, I I always have a particular driver uh, that I thoroughly vetted. Uh, this, we're we're, vet, we're in the vetting process. You just got to do it on the job. Oh, you don't. it be okay. It's good. It's good. It's all good. There are two jobs you can, you can only, you, there are two jobs you can't mess up on the job. There's surgery and, and driving and, or piloting.
2: Well, you certainly can. Hi, Isaac.
4: Well, <laughs> <laughs> They have a quick moment of uh, <laughs> processing as their yes. eavesdropping has been caught. Tig didn't bite you down. She was expecting you at some point, but. And you came in and you were having a conversation (laughs) and they just sort of paused behind the stacks of crates because it's nice to hear the humans talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just enjoying the moment. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then counting the number of occupations that would have catastrophic outcomes. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I think Tig goes, uh, will kind of like hop down and be like, okay, so like I said, I don't really know stuff about stuff. Um, but that, that looks funny, right? I've, we've used a couple of these before, but like that looks funny. Not funny funny, but like uh, uh, not, you know, it should be different. Does it need... I think it needs
4: some diagnostics, maybe. It probably does. Pretty much everything that hasn't gotten a lot of work does. That is... uh, Hassan would call it a job. A whole job. A whole... And then he would say a word he said I shouldn't say. Job. Oh, yeah.
0: Also for your for your information Isaac uh, Hassan is very fond of using the word foobar <laughs> to describe things that are messed up
4: it, I've never seen that kind of a bar
1: <laughs> you're uh, looking at one that that looks that looks rather heavy and not completely hinged that's not going to mess with like the balance of the of the vessel, no. Or anyth- or because we have thing. an ex expert pilot. Everybody keeps saying that. All right. Um, all right. Well, uh, we should we should wrap the wrap up our inventory here, and then find a nice place to buckle up. Where's the where's the where's the safest, Isaac? Where's the safest place one could buckle up? Uh. In a vessel during uh, a, a, a landing in a storm.
4: Cut to any arbitrary area of the ship with Isaac as mom arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Real talk if Isaac is doing that, the doc is clutching but Yes.
5: <laughs>
4: Understood. They accept that. <sighs>
0: Um, yeah. yeah, Isaac, without having you roll, your assessment is is that Arm is probably going to need a couple of shifts worth of work. It, it, it does look repairable, but you're, it, it's going to be a lot. Be Isaac tough. is
4: mentally triaged that after anything absolutely emergent at Paxton's Reach after consultation mm-hmm. uh, with the engineer on base, it is something that once landed, uh, they will look into... They It didn't seem like the time to swing from the chandelier.
2: Okay. (laughs) Well, you let me know if you could use some extra hands. I'm probably not quite as capable, but I could, like, I can hold tools and pass them to you.
4: You hold human vasculature closed sometimes, so I'm sure heavy machinery isn't significantly more complicated. Yeah, show show me where to clamp down. We got this. Cool.
2: All right.
0: If there's nothing else, we can get to Planetfall. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to do? All right. In which case, after about a day's worth of work, everyone getting a little bit of rest and refreshed, by the time ship time rolls around at 8 a.m., you're all feeling the effects of hypersleep having fully worn off, and a day's worth of work has kept you all busy. Occasionally, you'll you'll receive a ping from the colony just as sort of a standard precaution that O'Donnell will tell you. Colonies will do that sometimes just to gauge your ETA. In this case, he thinks they're doing it just to make sure we're real. As you all continue to approach the planet, that bright star does get larger and larger in the window. Until finally, you start coming across this large world in front of you that looks like essentially this beautiful sandstone colored planet that is indeed from even altitude of like, as you're approaching the planet side itself, you can tell that this in many regions of the planet seems to be undergoing what looks like major storm systems. However, it would disappear. The Paxton's Reach's estimate about when the storm was clearing was correct. As you're all approaching the colony, you can see that what looks like a large swarm system that maybe has gone over the colony is largely out of the way. You'll be passing through one of the bands, but it's nothing significant. But O'Donnell does tell everybody to strap into seats, just as a precaution. And as he does so, I am now going to roll his piloting checks, because Planetfall is, in fact, a roll.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: He has to make a planetfall check. Let's see. Planetfall usually takes one shift to complete. Requires a roll. Alright, so let's roll. Let's see.
2: Wish it was, what was the Ilios' piloting, or Mother's piloting help was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, it was. But he actually does not let Mother join in on the piloting. He just oh, switches, off. Off pilot. <laughs> <laughs> switches off
5: the pilot.
0: Switches off the and he is going to roll. All right,
5: here we go.
2: Tig goes, hey Doc, how many many gauze packets can you fit in your bag?
1: I I, can fit 32
2: of them, okay. How many syringes do you want to have on you at all times? What's your preference there?
1: Oh, you you got... At least, you gotta have at least 24 in your field pack.
2: Oh! All right, all right. How many How many what's extra uh, uh, disinfectant wipes should I have on me? Just for your backup. <laughs> She's just gonna go as yep. we make.
3: Martha <laughs> chimes in to like, what's with those really thick needles? Like the small ones and their big ones. Why do you need big needles at all?
0: Okay, okay, okay. Limit this to something that's not gonna freak out your pilot. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Deep tissue penetration. Oh, that makes sense. Uh. Uh,
0: It's beautiful. For anybody who's sitting up at the front of the ship, this planet, just like any planet, as you're descending onto it, the skies pretty much look like they are troubled by these storms that are moving through the area, but they are giving you that beautiful association of how far up into the atmosphere they roil. And beneath them, you can see a landscape of mountains great plains of just dust but you can see and know of course that their distance miles above this planet up here everything is just so micro-scaled you can see as it drifts across this planet this beautiful world that's in front of you out here on the edge of known space and then the ship begins to shake a little bit and you see the red hot flames begin to grow on front of the vessel and Flipping a couple of switches, you see O'Donnell pull into a right angle as you guys begin to enter the atmosphere. To his credit, it is a smooth ride. It's not a 100% smooth. It seems to go pretty well at the top when y'all are entering the atmosphere. Just the usual roaring rumbling of entering the upper atmosphere of a planet. Once you make it past the stratosphere, though... The wind shears begin to fight the ship a little bit and the ship goes <laughs> every now and then you get some chop as they say in aliens uh not as bad as it was but then again you're not on a drop ship elevator to hell going down um instead the ilios manages the upper atmosphere with some measure of competence but you can, you can get a good sense of how proficient your pilot is as he brings you in through the upper band of the storm system till finally the gray clouds break away and <laughs> the shaking the trembling the shimmies they all stop Isaac you see uh, glancing over at you as he's flipping some of the switches O'Donnell goes Isaac I'm gonna have to teach you how to fly this thing at some point do you know how to fly this thing
4: It isn't part of my programmed parameters, no.
0: You want to. Can you do that? Can you put that in your programmed parameters? We could always use more than one pilot on a ship in case something happens to me.
4: Can my parameters be changed like that? I think it's as much to Martha as to anyone else. Um.
3: Can I just say something, and you let me know if it's wrong?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, or yeah, if if you want insight, but yeah, go ahead.
3: Uh, well, Martha's instinct is actually Martha is gonna. She says, "I do remember there was this one synth we had on a mission that was sent with us, and we were able to teach it a couple things, although nothing as complex as piloting. But I don't know; it's probably Anybody, possible. Anybody's capable of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Put your mind to it, why not? I mean, I don't have experience programming since, but if you like, I can I can try to help you add new programming if you want.
4: I would appreciate that.
3: That would be a fun your
4: grip is getting much tighter. Are you feeling all right?
1: I'm sorry if I'm hurting you. I just is it, is it almost over? It is um, all right.
0: Paxson's reach. This is the Elyos on final approach. I've got you in my sights. Here. Oh. Copy that, Elyos. We see you coming in now. It's a beautiful sight. We'll see you in just a moment. Copy that. Switches off the comms and says, All right, everybody. Get ready. We are here. The trip is over.
2: Let's go make some friends. Oh. All right.
0: The Elyos, is, it is not an agile landing. It is a giant <laughs> space bus. Oh, this ship comes to a slowdown. And as the slowing begins to occur, as you begin to reach that moment where the ship begins to settle, it's a good 20 minutes of just slowly, carefully descending. At one point, O'Donnell just goes, God damn, she's got a fat ass. He says, all right, all right, all right, ready, we're going to get a bump. I don't know how the, you just feel the ship go, oh
1: dear Lord, mercy.
2: <laughs>
0: touchdown! The Ilios has wild. landed.
2: The crowd goes wild.
0: Whew, she'll be easier to land when she doesn't have all that cargo.
3: Well, let's go give some of it out then.
1: Thank, thank you so much, Isaac
3: I come over to the captain. Captain, I put my hand out to help him up.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> captain. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Wait, let's uh, let's go. Let's go say hello to some folks and, and help them out. Yes, sir.
0: O'Donnell keeps flipping switches to power down the engines. Starts swiveling around his chair, looks at everybody else, and goes, "All right. So what do I do now that I've done the thing?"
2: Let's go unload.
0: All right. It slaps
2: slaps the, uh, uh, like taps the back of his chair, and we're gonna go. Okay. We'll go greet greet our uh, hosts.
0: He jumps up. Yeah, the, the loading ramp as it takes forever to slowly lower down. Um, when it finally touches down, I'm going to assume that everyone put their masks on. <laughs> but, uh, well, except obviously Isaac doesn't have to. But everybody else who's breathing, moving down the ramp, you see there's a couple of people waiting for you all down here who start r- jogging up to the vessel. One of them is obviously the administrator. Administrator Ruiz comes up and you can hear his voice. is, of course got that slight modulation like he's talking through an intercom as he approaches and he goes Oh my god, it is good to see all of you. I guess Beacon's real
1: after all. Well, it's trying to be. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you and show us where your wounded are. Show us where, show us where it hurts. We're more than happy to Make it right,
0: yeah, no absolutely uh, this is colonial Zhu Yi, Zhu Lee, sorry Zhu Lee, and this is our uh doctor Dustin Catlow he he'll be taking Dr Catlow. if you want to take this doctor, you guys can go do your doctor thing, and I can introduce the rest of you to Ethan. he's gonna give you the lowdown on what we need here all
1: right, all right, sounds good. this is my crew, make sure uh. Make sure they're taken care of. Doctor, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, he just I'm, nods to you. I'm uh, Dr. He Albright. Looks, oh, Dr. Albright. Dr. Albright.
0: He looks tired. Albright. The moment you see him, he's got bags under his eyes. He looks like he has not been sleeping very well. But he just says, Good to meet you, Doctor. Come on inside. I could use your help right away with something.
1: Alright, well. You, you Folks got it from here? Just looking at the crew. We start organizing
2: some offloads, see where what needs to go where. And if you've got any if you've got any capable hands who are ready and able to move some stuff, we got some big crates. All
0: right. The colony is a two-story compound. It's about a hundred yards in length. About a hundred yards wide. It looks like a big square warehouse from the outside. It's quite large. You can see it all has all kinds of equipments, cables. And a couple of vehicles stationed out front. You can also see the clear signs of mining machinery. No sign of a mine, though, interestingly enough, but you do see lots of what looks like huge crates that are used to ship and move ore that has just been pulled. It doesn't look like any of these have been in operation for a hot minute. Um, there is only one, there's only, looks like there's two tractors here. One of them, looks like it has a tarp thrown over it the other one looks like it has been heavily used recently you can tell just from the 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 scent of diesel that kind of drifts into your noses as you're walking past it enough to actually give you through the air filters of your masks a scent of what's going on for you isaac you can spot what looks like the clear use of uh, you can tell just from the mud on the top of the treads that this has been driven around recently and you're all make your way inside of this large facility. Not much to look at, but then these mining facilities don't really go for aesthetic. So, it's not surprising that it looks like a big two-story, you know, Costco from the outside. It just looks like this big warehouse made out of all the steel girders, flooring, roofs, the whole bit. As soon as you walk inside, you're immediately inundated with this blast of air as the as the doors, the environmental doors come to a heavy close behind you. And the air filtration system immediately activates. You see one of them flashing an alert, and he overrides it. Flashes an alert again, and just like he was waiting for it to do that again, he overrides it. And it says override accepted, and a few moments later it says cycle starting again, and the air filtration system begins. And he looks back at all of you and says... The air scrubbers have been going bad here for a while now. It's been leading to a couple of people getting sick. Not too many people are allowed outside anymore unless it's vital. My guess is the company finally decided to send you all because the ore manufacturing stopped, although they haven't gotten a shipment in about a a year now. Presses the button again, and you see the doors (coughs) open in front of you. And he steps into the hallway and pulls his mask off and goes, Come on in, I'll take you to the administration office. I'll give you a lowdown of everything that's going on here. We got a lot of work to do. How long do we have you guys anyway?
1: You got us us until you're able to stand up on your own.
0: Oh, that's something to hear. Takes you up a large ramp that leads you into a facility that looks like it is two floors into itself. This looks like the main information hub or the bridge of the colony itself. You can see a couple of walkways up here that have computers lining the systems. You do see the signs of an old Mother 6500 system, much like the one you've got on board the Ilios. You see all kinds of equipment that are monitoring the structural stability of a mine that, according to this, is located about four kilometers from where you are right now. Uh, And you see a lot of technical readouts. Plus, a beautiful wall of windows that look out onto the Ilios, as well as much of the planet that is in front of you all, seeing the vast horizons. It looks very similar to Mars. It's not quite as red, though. It's more of like a sandy color. The entire planet looks like it is, as I've said, kind of dusty, like a dried riverbed. And on occasion, as you look out the window, you can see great plumes, these huge clouds of dust reaching up kilometers as they blow across distant mountainsides. With that, Ruiz steps over to a large chair that is facing what looks like the largest computer panel here. You can see Mother is online, their mother system. He comes and brings it up and he goes, Okay, so there's a lot to go over here. So I'm going to try to keep this as simple as I can and try to... Try to prioritize a little bit exactly what it is that we need, because we need a lot, man. We need a lot. <laughs> uh, okay, so first of all, hi, Jose Ruiz. I'm the administrator here of Weyland-Yutani Colony Lalande, 4825, also known as Paxton's Reach. It's lovely to meet you all. The colony itself is HU483, but just call it Paxton's Reach. <laughs> uh... uh let's see. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. He turns around and says, Mother, uh, bring up all of the... uh, Bring up everything. Bring me up a damage report. Bring me up... Fuck. He starts typing it in when she stops responding. Types in a couple of commands and then you see data readouts start popping up. Population 807 is the first thing you see. Uh, You also see... A couple of repairs that have been logged. This colony needs new air scrubbers. It has been without medical supplies. You don't know for how long, but they are currently completely out of medical supplies. That's what you see under the log below. Medical supplies are just completely out. They are using old foodstuffs that they have in reserves. According to this, Mother estimates that they have three months of food left for the entire colony. Uh, so you're starting to get a good sense of how relieved he is that you're all showing up. Uh, you also log that one of the main tractors, and it takes you a second to realize it's a tractor, but as you see it appearing on the screen, you see Big Bertha. And underneath it, it, it has it listed as the Dehodai all-terrain tractor, which is used to get a lot of the ore to and from and also to transport a lot of the miners to and from has been without maintenance for roughly seven months, it has been inoperable. So they've been working at half capacity. The other thing you notice is even with all of these limitations, the mine has been kept operational and people are still going to work. You see, there are injuries that have been reported too, that have started to stack up and they have all been listed as priority. On top, there's about seven injuries have been listed as priority, about 47 that are currently on the mend or are off duty until they are fully healed. And Ruiz goes, This is pretty much what we're looking at right now. Also, we have no way of seeing the outside. Planetary sensors have been down for about a year now, and we don't have the parts to get them back up and running again. So
4: that seems like it would leave you vulnerable to storms like these if you didn't have the sensors to know they were coming. That's all right. We came with parts and stuff. How much of this
2: feels like stuff that we can be at, like actively useful for? for, on the mechanical side?
0: You're not. You're not sure. I mean, repairing that, repairing Big Bertha, could probably be done. And that's probably going to be a big priority to get the colony up and running again, for sure. Uh, for the parts, just the general parts, the air scrubbers, you guys have all that equipment. It's just going to take a lot of time.
3: Uh, administrator, um, we noticed that the last data we have on Paxson's reach about a year ago, the population was at 900. Can you yeah. tell me what happened to those 93 people?
0: Yeah. God, yeah. He leans up against his chair and says, I mean, what didn't happen? Well, at first it was the raid, taking a lot of our supplies. Thankfully, no one was killed in the raid. They did show up with guns. I gave them whatever they wanted. They took just about everything their ship could carry, which was quite a bit. And that's when we started sending out the SOS, basically. Then of course, we heard back that uh, help would be on the way as soon as possible. That was maybe three and a half years ago. And it's been a slow, steady decay ever since then. And we had a couple of issues with the air scrubbers. We didn't realize that was happening because some of our internal sensors were out, so we didn't know there was an environmental problem until Mother flagged it six weeks after it had been a problem. People started getting sick, so we lost colonists. We lost a few of our workers to contamination. Then things got a little dicey for a hot minute, and he looks over at the colonial marshal, and Lee just nods, and she looks up and says, We had a bit of a riot on our hands for a moment. Things got pretty rough. Almost had our own little colony war right here on this colony. But thankfully, thankfully the deputies that I was able to put into charge were able to get things under control. We had two deaths from that. And then the rest have been largely accidents, she says. Um, if you would like, I would invite anybody who is listening to this right now. You may, if you choose, you can make an observation roll.
1: Just to double check, I'm with them, right? Uh, you can be. I thought you were following the doctor, but you guys okay, can be. I them. am yeah. follow. Okay, I am following the doctor. That's Doctor's what I was. taking you to the sick bay. Okay, I didn't want to be in two places at once. So yeah. It, okay, I am not making this roll okay
0: cool so make it you need a six or better just let me know if you get it okay Wits. Obs- observation Two,
2: three. almost entirely fours <laughs> no sixes for me
3: i got one six
0: okay how'd you do isaac
4: oh it w- there were accidents
5: sure
0: Martha. I did not need a roll. Martha, Lee sounds, to you, Lee sounds strained. She sounds like she's angry when she says it. Louise just nods and says, yeah, it's been rough. So it's been the ocean beating against a rock. We are just getting slowly worn away. No supplies. Running low on food. Air scrubber issues. The raid.
2: Well, what do you say? We get some folks fed? And we start unloading.
0: Yeah. Um I can see to that. I can see to that. Uh let me see if I can't get uh our coordinator Chico up here and she can help you all coordinate that. Uh yeah. Yeah, let me let me look to that right away. And he turns and moves over to the mother console, starts tap, typing it in. Because you rolled one success, mother. Uh, I'm sorry, Martha. Uh, because you rolled one success. What's and what's funny about that is my mom's name is Martha, so this is going to be very, very confusing for me. Um,
3: my grandmother's name is Martha.
4: What is your slip name? No you mother. You say one thing and you mean a mother.
0: Yeah, no Marthas. All right. Um, so. As he moves away, Lee just kind of looks down. And you can see a slight clinch in her jaw for a moment before she looks back at the computer. Martha, again, images of a woman who is very upset. She is middle-aged. She looks like she's wearing those fingerless gloves. She has what looks like a sidearm that is in a draw position on the left, almost like a cowboy-styled holster. It's on her thigh. Uh, She's wearing a heavy leather jacket. Heavy cargo pants with boots as well, and has a looks like a worn company like recycled issued Wayland Yutani t shirt underneath her heavy jacket. Um, Looks like her looks like her face has seen a lot of sun over the course of her life. Probably a testament to how much work she's probably done out here on the frontier and some of the colonies. She wears her hair in a tight bun in the back, but. You can tell, Martha, because you've served with people in the military, you've served with people who've seen some shit. She looks like she's got some... She looks like she's made out of steel and nails. She's probably seen some things. Like, the same impression you got when you met Tig.
3: Ruiz is turned away? On on the console?
0: Yeah, he's about 20 feet away from you guys. Typing this in.
3: I'm just going to keep an eye on Lee and maybe move towards like slightly closer to her, but not too, too close. Just kind of a casual move. I just want to get closer in case there's a chance to talk to her privately. Okay.
0: She glances over at you.
3: I just give a, just a quick nod. you marine yeah yes ma'am
0: glances back and says marines enforce the colonial protection act
3: do i know that i mean i would know that what is it yeah
0: essentially essentially the colonial marines are kind of now the oh right uh, yeah okay. with the colonial martial arts the colonial marshal's office keeps law on the planets right okay. but when shit goes south the marines get called in because y'all by the mandate of the united nations y'all basically make sure that companies are playing nice now that's, so right, that's okay. what brought that's the colony the... wars to the end yeah Okay. so you can see she kind of you get this feeling start to creep over you when she asks you about that and
3: um yeah, I nod and I say yes, ma'am. Uh, may I ask how many how many Marines are on Planet Side?
0: No Marines, Planet Side. Talk to me later. She leans back as the administrator comes back and goes, "All right, I'm gonna have my guys come meet you all down so you can start doing some unpacking." I can't tell you how grateful I am you're here. Happy to help. Uh, is this your synthetic? And Ruiz points. I've seen the Isaac models before, but never up close. Hi, Administrator Ruiz. And he extends his hand to you, Isaac.
4: Hi, my name is Isaac.
0: That's good to meet you, Isaac. Do you know how to shake Isaac?
4: I shake his hand.
0: Uh, shakes your hand. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to meet you. We had uh, We had one of the earlier Bishop models down here working for the mining facility for a while, courtesy of... Hyperdyne, but um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh,
4: unfortunately, what? They're very resilient models.
0: Yeah. 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 He just kind of says that, and Lee speaks up and says Our bishop was destroyed by the raiders when they came down here to get as many supplies as they could.
4: Oh. I'm sorry.
0: Lee looks annoyed. She just says, Yeah, me too. But he saved some people, so. Administrator, if it's alright, I'm going to show them around a little bit. And he just goes, "Uh, Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll let you know when, um, when our staff is up here and you can coordinate. I'm going to go ahead and let the rest of the colony know that help has finally arrived. It's going to do wonders for morale. And he turns back to the computer and slides into the seat. and Oh, finally. And starts typing on Mother. And she, Lee turns and looks at all of you and she says, Let me show you what everything looks like. In the sick bay." You're looking around, Doc, and you see the sick bay is empty. You don't see bandages. You don't even see bottles of aspirin. You see nothing in here. What you do see is what looks like furniture that has been broken, and it's stained with blood, and there are stacks of it in the far-off corner. The doctor, who leads you into the room, comes to a pause as he enters, and he looks around and he throws his arms open, and... Dr. Catlow just says this is what I'm working with this is all I've got we ran out of medical supplies shortly after that raid as you probably heard I've had to break tables and chairs because I've literally had to be making splints out of what we've got left we're out of bandages and I've got somebody who has an open fracture who needs surgery and now that you're here please tell me that there is a
1: functioning medical bay on that ship Clean, pristine, and ready to go. Don't you worry. The Calvary's here. Oh. Good. that's good. Well, I can tell you, I I, I I, was a mind to bring every medical thing that I could wrap my head around bringing, but I did not for a second consider the fact that you might need chairs, so I can't help you there, but... We're going to get we... your people taken care of.
0: He walks up to you and it's a little unsettling the way he looks at you, Doc. He puts his hands on your shoulders. And for a moment, you're not sure what he's doing. You can see in his eyes, the exhaustion. And he just says, We are dying. You have no idea. It's been bad. Really bad.
5: Uh, I, I know, doctor, but... No, no,
0: you, you don't understand. I've, I have had to prioritize who lives and dies for months now. There have been people I've had to watch die. No help. Oh, well, I couldn't even ease their pain. <laughs> it's been horrible. I have lists of people I've prioritized. I've lost patience to things that we've had cures for for hundreds of years. I can't even fight basic bacterial infections. I've been using tourniquets and made of torn dinner cloths.
1: Doctor, you did all you could and nobody could ask any more of you. And if you would forgive, just a slight correction and it's going to put a hand on his shoulder. You were dying. We got you.
0: That's a good button to go on our break.
3: That's why he's the captain.
0: Let's take 10 minutes, and when we get back, we're going to try to find out what the hell is happening at Paxton's Reach. See you in 10. Welcome back to Beacon, and welcome back to Paxton's Reach. It is a bleak situation on this colony, specifically this mining facility. Owned by Weyland-Yutani, it has been long overdue for help. What lingers in the back of everyone's mind as well, getting to know the people here in Paxton's Reach, is that this was one of at least a hundred colonies that were in the red and had been reaching out for help desperately. It's giving you a snapshot of what Varela might be stressing out over the fact that she has only a limited number of ships that weren't functioning and a station that was not ready to go when she acquired it. It can only make you think of how bad it must be elsewhere, but very few things are quite as motivating as realizing how badly these folks need your help. Doc, you have gotten a really good snapshot as to what the situation is here in the medical facility. Specifically, Katlau's been out of medicine for months now. Is, the medical facility was one of the first things that got cleaned out when they were raided. Uh, there's a backlog of patients who have injuries, and one of them is in need of repair to a broken femur which is compounded by an open fracture of the shin bone. And they have been needing surgery for the past week and a half. How somebody has managed to go through that without painkillers or medicine, it is horrifying to consider. But the doc makes it very clear that, that they will be fine if they can get medical attention from something that will help. He didn't want to take the leg because of how the, his whole thing was, he was able to control infection as best he could. There hasn't been any signs of infection thanks to a lot of the precautions they have been taking. However, the inevitability of the passage of time, he is in rough shape and, also, the patient wasn't going to let him, apparently. The patient has refused, again and again and again. The doctor seems, when the doctor relays this, when Catlau relays this to you that, that the patient has constantly refused him to let him just take the leg, uh, you, you get a sense of the doctor's supreme frustration with that sentiment. And irritation with the patient. But then he also follows it up by saying, The truth is, is if we did take the leg, he would be in the exact same situation as he's in now. And that's his figuring of it anyway. We just don't have what we need. I ran out of things to stitch people up with a
1: month and a half ago. His timing cannot have been worse. (laughs) Uh, people always getting hurt when it's the most inconvenience. I tell you, but don't you worry. You take me to this patient. We need to get them taken care of asap. I've got my medical kit with me. I can do some basic treatment. At least I can get them some painkillers. I don't know how. I don't know how they're dealing. He's in. I mean, he goes on to tell you the kind of shape that he's in. Without going into
0: significant details, um, it's remarkable absolutely remarkable that this patient is still alive that leg should have gone bad over a week ago this guy should probably be in his final moments um but one thing that has become clear to you as you're looking over some of the medical needs here doc people who live out here on the frontier they are just made out of damn metal these folks go through hardships that they are not told about when they sign up for these jobs They go through, according to the injury reports, they go through outrageous things that no one should have to go through on a job. As you're skimming through the reports and he's leading you down the corridor to where the man's located, um, what keeps going through your head, Albright, is this is why the colony wars happened. Because of how people were being treated. Because of how completely neglected the colonies were by all kinds of neglect and because of how people were treated by the companies like it's all going through your head right now what it's actually like out here on the frontier and you're seeing the worst of it at the moment when you enter into the room the first thing you experience is a smell that i will not describe but you see a gentleman who's laid up on a bed covered in sweat He has what looks like a couple of wooden planks. You think they might be legs to furniture that have been tied around his leg. But the leg, without going into detail, oh my god, that should have been removed a long time ago. So it can't be salvaged. I mean, it depends on what you're able to put together in... The medical bay on board your ship, but mm-hmm. if you want to make a medical aid check here to yeah. take a look at him,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and I do have my med kit, so can I use okay. that for this? Yes. All right. So that's three. And then empathy. That's five. So that's eight so far. Uh, and then that's two more. One, two. Three successes. Yeah,
0: three successes. Uh, first of all, the smell, the moment the door opened, the smell immediately told you the doctor's assessment is incorrect. If you're smelling it the moment the door opens, it's infected. When you approach the leg and you see its state, it's infected. When you yeah. see the guy leaning up against the wall with sweat all over his face, doc, he is probably critical right now. It's a miracle he's not dead. But when you approach the leg, you see he needs medical attention right away, and that leg has to come off.
1: Right. Uh, Rich makes a beeline to him and just goes, hey hey there, son.
0: <laughs> um, he just mutters something to you. He doesn't say anything. And the doctor rubs his head and he goes, I've done what I could. There's so many circumstances here that I, I... I... I couldn't help him.
1: Hey, hey. He's alive. And he wouldn't have been if it weren't for you. He's give yourself, Give yourself a moment to breathe. I can carry this burden.
0: He just covers his nose. Um, yeah, he's running a temperature. Looks like he's, his fever's probably spiking it up to about 103 the moment you check him, Doc. He's... He is in rough shape. His pulse is not good. He he, right. he is on the door step of death.
1: All right. Well, let's let's get to work here. Um uh,
0: you are going to absolutely need to get him back to mm-hmm. the Ilios.
1: Yep. I am uh I am going to uh I'm I'm imagining that there isn't a stretcher or anything to like Um, so first off, uh, with my, with my medicine check, can I see if I can, if I can relieve the pain first off? Um, yeah. Okay. So first thing I do is, son, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do for you, but I, I, I can't wait for you to give me the yay or nay. All right. We're going to relieve the pain and then I'm gonna take you to a medical station and we're gonna get you taken care of.
0: He doesn't look like he hears you.
1: He All looks right. like he's kind of
0: muttering to himself
1: okay i'm i'm gonna I'm going to uh uh give him the painkillers okay you give him a quick shot. You
0: only give him enough to to steady his pulse but like mm-hmm. uh yeah your medicine um, check- you, you you're not gonna be stabilizing him with this, but it is going to help him. He, he yeah. looks, look like it looks like he's out of it anyway, Reg. Looks like yeah. he's probably on his way into unconsciousness, or he's fluttering on the
1: edges of consciousness. It's, it's half a mercy thing, where we're relieving the pain, and it's a half, I, I can't have him fighting me. Um, and it's, we, we ain't got anything to move him. Uh, I, I, need, I need him moved immediately.
0: We have to do this very quietly.
1: Um, can any of your crew maybe? Um, yes. If I could have somebody go and retrieve retrieve my friend Isaac. Isaac. Very well. Um, I, I can look into doing that. Uh, but if you could just do this quietly. Um, I, I, I'm going to need you to inform me, Doctor, whether it's the necessity for quietness. Uh, the um,
0: the administrator can't know that we're moving him.
1: We don't have time to get into this now, but we will be revisiting this later. My number one priority, administrator be damned, is to make sure that this man is taken care of. Um And... Okay. I'll do respect, Doctor, and I know you've been through a lot. I need i need you to get someone or get yourself to my friend yes. Isaac and have them. Isaac, yes.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll return in a moment. And he shh, opens the door and steps out and starts heading down the corridor.
1: I'm just going to take a cooling pack out of my med kit and put it on this guy's forehead.
0: Uh, he should be dead. That's all you keep thinking. Yeah. As you put this cold pack on his forehead, he should be dead. He should be dead. He should be dead. He is certainly... The state he's in right now with that medicine check, you don't suspect he is. It would be a miracle if he survived the next 24 hours. You might have arrived at just the right moment, but there's no guarantee you're going to be able to save this man's life. It's so bad right now. He's probably suffering sepsis. He's probably suffering all kinds of badness right now. His, I, his, his the, the leg is probably only a part of his problem at this point.
1: Yeah, this, this is like the. the... Reg is usually very like i want to make sure bedside manner is priority but right now it's just there's none of that and it's just laser focused you know keep him comfortable keep him alive he's not dying like it's just locked mm-hmm. in now
0: yeah okay all right um while this is happening martha you've been taken aside as lee has led you out of the room who was following lee because i know there were some folks that broke up there were some of y'all were headed back to the elios is that correct
2: uh whatever was basically whatever we were needed for kind of take oh. is just like yeah i'll start moving stuff if people need things moved or oh, if we're if we're, if we're if we're supposed to give this uh, get this tour i would go with the tour but if it would make sense for us to start orchestrating Supply movements I think Tig is like kind of antsy to do that So yeah. if that would make sense right now Then then yeah she'll take O'Donnell Probably we'll so go. that it
0: Yeah in which case yeah Donald will follow you out mm-hmm. and start
2: And I'm assu- I am don't know if Isaac would like to go Would rather stay with Martha or come with us But I know they're going to be
4: We don't know they're going to be grabbed soon yet So uh, I think Isaac will go along with the tour In order to understand They have their own completely separate uh, Triage from the engineering Perspective and figuring out what's broken where and when and all that. Perfect, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, so we'll, I'll split off with O'Donnell and we'll try to start moving stuff.
5: Okay.
0: Um, you were led into one of the corridors then, Martha, and Lee just turns a corner and stops. And she glances back down the way you all came and sees that it's empty. And it's at that point, Martha, you begin to realize... For a colony of 800 people, you've only seen three people so far. For a colony filled with 800 people, you've only come across a couple of station staff. The next thing you note as you are rounded the corner and Lee looks back is that it's quiet here. You can hear the thrumming of the ambient noise of the atmospheric processors working and the struggling filtration systems of the air scrubbers but you don't hear the hustle and bustle of a mining colony filled with 800 people and Lee takes one last look and she looks back at you and she says okay so here's the real situation 800 is inaccurate more like 300 and it's been bad real bad I know we keep saying that but the administrator's not helping us here the Administrator's trying to keep weyland Utani safe from the Colonial Protection Act because of how the Colonies have been treated. And I would do something about it, except for a good portion of the Colonial staff here is also weyland Utani, And they're being offered a hefty sum of money to make sure this information doesn't get back. So I'm Colonial Marshal in title only. He doesn't know I know a lot of this stuff. It's the only way I was able to get you out of that room she glances again down the hallway so
3: 300
0: yeah they didn't report any fatalities when the first raid happened because he made a deal with them
3: the raiders
0: yeah the raiders it's not just the raiders though no, Raiders are long gone, but um, he's hiding something else. I don't know what it is. I haven't been able to access any of his files or anything. I don't have authorization. Something else he's we, hiding.
3: We could maybe try to take a look at them.
0: Yeah, if you want a chance at the 300 people that are left, most of them are just sick miners who he's been working even though the colony hasn't been able to operate. He's been having them go back down into the mines. His whole rationale was that when Waylon Yutani finally shows up, we need to be able to show them something for it, or no one's getting paid.
3: Do you get a sense that this person is... Is he still in touch with reality? Is this all coming from a specific place, do you sense? Or is he just completely out of touch? I
0: think he snapped a while ago. He's not being sensible. He's not being reasonable about anything. He is in pure self-preservation mode. And I couldn't stop him. He's got at least 50 on his side that are all expecting a fat payday when this wraps up. So I pretend like I'm his best buddy.
3: Um, (laughs) I know how this sentence sounds, but where are the bodies buried?
0: You see the jaw clench again and she just says they're not he just had
5: them thrown to the bottom of the mine.
3: Okay. Well, sad to say, but that is evidence against him. Thank you for letting me know.
5: Hey,
0: be careful, okay? Fifty people I would have made a move a long time ago to enforce colonial law if I could have, but I've been having to play real nice. I'm just going to tell you this right now. He's hiding something. I don't know what it is. I got a lot of my access revoked in the early months. After the first couple of raids, he caved way too fast to those raiders. Something he didn't want them to see either. I've been having to play real stupid around him.
3: Okay. Noted. Uh, It seems like we're gonna be here a while to help get things set up. Can we... can we talk some more soon?
5: Don't you
0: leave without me. Get me off this hell, Colony.
3: Absolutely, What's, Absolutely.
0: Marshall would be her title. Okay, I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah, Marshall. She glances down the hallway again, and you do see somebody is coming. And she just goes... (coughs) So that's the problem with the air scrubbers, anyway. She just knocks on the top of the wall over your head. You see a gentleman walking down the corridor, um, about 6'2", looks like maybe a minor. He just kind of glances... Then he stops and kind of double takes when he sees you, Martha, and then he continues walking. Probably surprised to see a new face as he's walking by. Doesn't do a good job playing it off and keeps making his way down the corridor before taking a right.
3: Yeah, you know, it'll take some time, but we can swap those out and get a better airflow coming through here. Okay. Okay. Martha starts heading back towards the. um, Actually, I'm gonna. um, uh, Could you show me where the mid bay is? I'd like to see my captain.
5: Yeah.
0: She leads you down one of the corridors. As you're approaching one of the corridors, uh, you see Dr. Catlow wringing his hands as the elderly gentleman is making his way down the corridor. Even though y'all are standing out in front of him, he does not react like he sees you. And he stops and goes, and the marshal just looks at him, kind of narrows her eyes a little bit, and he says, oh, marshal, hello again. Um, What can I do for you? Did you need help with something? And she says, "We were actually coming to find you. Do you know where her doctor friend is?" Oh. Yes. Um. Yes, he is in uh, one of the patients' quarters. Um, uh, I think you know the one. And the marshal goes. How is he? And he just says. The. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Um, Dr. Albright is going to do what he can for him. I think there's an intention of getting him back to the ship. And Lee steps forward and says, You can't let the administrator see so you move him to the ship. He says, No, I know. I know. But he, we either move him to the ship or he dies. He, it would have been a mercy to have killed him a week ago. The agony this man has been going through is. is I don't know what to do anymore he turns and looks at you and says the administrator doesn't want anyone know doesn't want anyone knowing what the real state of this place is he does not want the law coming down on his colony because of what it will mean for him and his lackeys is it possible to get a man back to your ship without letting the administrator
3: see well two things number one distraction for him. Number two, you said he has people who probably are watching so we'd need a bigger distraction for them.
0: Marshall, she thinks for a moment and says we could put them all to work. Making space, making room, preparing for delivery. It'll be a very small window of time. At that point, the doctor speaks up and says, small window is all we have left for him. We either do this now or he dies. And he's not the only one that needs help. He's just the most in need at the moment.
3: We could even try to make that window a little bit bigger. Uh, You've already told me about the air scorper problem. Are there some type of alerts or alarm system when it gets above a certain point of contamination?
0: There is. There is.
3: We could trip that alarm when we need it. Shiko
0: and Tanahachi are allies. They could help us with this.
3: That's good to hear. Those are the engineers, right?
0: Yes. um, um, Shiko basically is sort of the... uh, organizer of the workforce. She's uh, become a manager. Uh, uh, Tanahachi, uh, he's the the engineer of the colony. He hasn't been in very good shape. He hasn't been getting very much sleep. It's hard to be an engineer when you have nothing to use to repair the place. I can contact one of them. I could contact... She go and see if she can help us.
3: Okay. I think the plan here should be that we trip that alarm in the area between the med bay and getting to our ship and push everyone to the other side of the med bay. We should have a clear exit then.
0: This would be very tricky. I'll um I'll go see if she has any suggestions, but good idea uh i'll let her know thank you and he starts heading towards the med bay
3: i'd like to follow him
0: okay the marshal says i need to head back to the administrator's office so it's going to start looking suspicious
3: okay uh another question what is the surveillance around here are there cameras or recordings or anything no
0: no cameras like that but there's plenty of observation inside the administrator's office for security reasons
3: okay Good also, enough.
0: external cameras as well. Oh, there are external, yes. Security cameras on the outside.
3: Where our ship is? Yes. Okay, we'll have to figure that out too. Okay. All right.
0: Um, it's worth noting, she pipes up. It's worth noting that our sensors have been offline for ages now. We can't see outside the facility. Mm, okay. He's going to prioritize getting those up. I don't know why, but he's going to. I think leaving them down as long as we can is going to be helpful.
3: Hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I said, but I'm um, <clears throat> Corporal Martha Marrero. Corporal. Did I say Lee Corporal? Lee
0: extends your hand. Says.
3: Am I a Corporal? So sorry. <laughs> I'm you're like, sorry. wait a minute. Am <laughs> yeah. I a corporal?
0: Uh, yes, you are. Okay. A corporal. Mm. Ah. That's okay. Yep, that is your official rank. Um, because you were a team leader of your unit, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So she pivots on her heel and starts heading back.
3: Okay, I follow the doctor.
0: Okay. Meanwhile, back at the Ilios, you guys are unloading... Rather, I should say... Uh, oh, what is this Heavy Machinery roll? Hold on, I have to check to see what... <laughs> Let me see what O'Donnell can do with Heavy Machinery. He does not have a Class 3 rating. Uh, okay. All right, I'm going to roll for him.
2: Oh, boy. Can I try to direct. be <laughs> like, okay... Yeah. Let's go <laughs> a little further. <laughs> okay, hold on.
0: Let's see. He's gonna push. Oh God! I'm gonna gain a point of stress. He wants to help. He's gonna push, and I roll a six on the on Ooh. on the stress die. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, you see, he gets inside of one of the power lifters, one of the power loaders, and just straps himself in. And as he steps out, he goes, and he goes, oh, shit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
2: Take it takes easy. me a second. Yeah. yeah, you got it.
0: Um uh, and all of a sudden Noir's PDT chip just goes offline. Oh no. <laughs> the doc just literally disappears. No. <laughs> Everyone at gained last. a point of stress. <laughs> My mom just la- come. Yeah. <laughs> it's revealed at that point that Isaac is is picking you all off one at one, one by one. <laughs> um All right. And welcome Spingers.
1: back. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Oh, I think you're uh you're not on the right mic there, Noir. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. You see he in the power loader it takes him a second as he tries to get used to it, but you see him move his arms for a second and he goes, It's always it's it's the damn thumbstick, it's always throwing me off. It's takes, old.
2: It's a little rusty. It's a little trigger happy. Come on, let's just. This one's full of gauze. You won't break anything. Come on. And
0: he goes. I really should be letting Isaac do this. I am terrible at this.
2: Me too, bud. But you're the better option the two of us. So let's do it.
0: Yeah, he has a one in heavy machinery. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Actually, I mean, hold on. I'm wondering. Does power loader require heavy machinery or piloting? I bet you it's heavy machinery.
2: Probably. probably. It's piloting. It feels like a. Finesse.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet you anything. It's. I bet you anything. It's heavy machinery. Yeah. They wouldn't let. They wouldn't. I bet you anything. They would just wouldn't let anybody get away with.
2: No, that. You, I, that feels very like that's like a very physical task. Yeah. Like, to like it, actively. Yeah.
0: I have a feeling. Uh, let's see. Personal armor, close combat, salvage crane. Uh. I just want to make sure I've got the right dice pool for this, mm-hmm. because at some point. Um, at some point, y'all, one of y'all is probably going to have to use one of these things in case, you know, you ever get to see a Morph Queen on your ship and you need to throw okay. her out. Mm-hmm. Um, Pardon? My <laughs> audio cut out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see.
4: Androids, don't feel stressed. Dig uh, gently rating three. the entire time.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's heavy machinery, but curiously enough, it also gives you a plus three to close combat.
2: Ooh, that's fun. Base damage of three
0: him. in close combat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yes, he's making his heavy machinery roll. Uh, in that case, he is fighting through it, but you can tell, Tig, he is rusty. But he manages to get one of the pallets. He nice. goes, <laughs> oh! Nice. Yeah. Oh!
2: Step I'm one. Alive. Step one. Step one. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot more to go. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> no problem.
1: <laughs> I'm going to
2: start. I think Tig will just start, like, prioritizing box. like because now that she and the doc went mm-hmm. through all of this, I think... Um, Medical supplies feels like the big one, and then like food. And if no one does has like anything to say, like we don't get any like, hey, we really need something for these parts for this the the air scrubber. Like we're Mm. just gonna, I think, do like rations, food stuff, and medical stuff first. So she'll just kind of start like tagging pallets that that she thinks needs to go up first. Okay,
0: you're organizing it all right. Um, Yeah, yeah, Tig, you were never a logistics officer, but. You know, is, is some people like to frown. Uh, uh, logistics people may not see the frontline combat stuff, but I mean, the core doesn't work without logistics. Mm-mm. And you are learning your. You are just sitting here getting an extraordinary appreciation for like, okay, this, this, this. Let's move this. Get this out of the way. Yeah, okay, like full just... in.
2: Yeah, she's got like mm-hmm. like several notepads, like or uh, like note cards on like a panel, like kind of like red string stringing yeah. it. Like okay, actually, we're gonna shuffle this around, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> we're making do. We're gonna make it happen. Okay, unless there is like, I don't think there is actually anything else that she can do to like physically assist with this. So she's Not just gonna really. kind of help with with like. Orchestrating to okay. the best of her ability.
0: Yeah, you you, you can see, especially because he's now got a point of stress. You can see. Jackson's a little on the nervous side as he's operating this lifter, but he's. Making oh yeah, she's two. F-
2: fully razzing him as we're going. Like anytime he's not <laughs> doing something completely like that's okay. very like gently. Like it's sure. the moving back to the. She's like, all right, come on, you can go faster than that. Come on, let's go. Like just fully. <laughs> and then when right. he needs to focus, she'll let him focus. But making
0: yeah, his life hell. Trying to, okay. try to
2: keep trying to keep it light. He just doesn't, doesn't sure. want him stressed right now.
0: Um, all right. So, where is Isaac while all this is happening?
4: Um. That's a great question. Uh, last we checked about it, there was a tour, but then uh, the tour, it seems, wasn't a tour. Um, and the loading is happening, and Catlau uh, is looking for, um, but not finding me. So I have this terrible impression that... for all they thought that like there was something that they were going to just wait here and do, and then, like... Someone would show them where they ought to go. That never happened. And so I think they went to go. Assess? Find some just there. Some would go. Would some call it wandering? Yes. I think that's actually exactly the right word.
0: You've decided to give a visual assessment of what is required to further make the process more efficient. That looks so much better on paperwork. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That one. In which case. In which case, Isaac, as you've turned down yet another corridor and examined, indeed, the air scrubbers are not in great shape in this place. Um, The air scrubbers don't need to be replaced that often. But the environmental control system of this place has not been properly maintenanced in a few months from what you would guess. But you, too, are starting to notice the logistics of a colony of 800 people being not present it stands to reason that at some point you would have passed a colonist or a miner at some point which leads you to wonder if this place is on lockdown or if anyone's home as you round a corner continuing your visual assessment you see a corridor of doors that looks like from what you can see in the Think of it like, um, like light up signposts, letting you know which section of the facility you're in. As you turn this left corner, you see it looks like it looks like it's sort of the habitation hub. So quarters, barracks. You see it written in different languages and L- light up. It's just a row of doors that are all closed. What you see is maybe just in this hallway alone about 60 doors. Going down a long metal corridor that branches off at the very end. Make an observation check.
4: Oh. There are so many people who are more qualified than I. Good thing they're not here. Good thing they're not here. That's a no.
0: Okay. You move down the corridor. Glancing around. When you reach the end of the corridor, you come to what would be the intersection, as it were, the sort of the T that branches off left and right. And the last door at the very end of the hallway is open, but no one is inside. You see what looks like a pretty sparse looking quarters, but it looks like the furniture in here has been removed and it looks quite empty. Like somebody has cleared these quarters out, maybe recently. I'll poke my head in. To glance inside, you see personal effects apparently are still in here, but it looks like it is about a little bit larger, in fact, than the quarters that you would have be given that you've been given back on Beacon Station. Um, looks like there's a kitchen area. has its own power source. Looks like it has its own hygiene closet or shower, as it were. You can see a bed, but the bed itself looks like it is just a mattress on the floor, which is not matching the aesthetic of the rest of the place. Like something has been pulled up or removed. You see a mirror that has a lot of pictures on it. It looks like people, smiles on their face, arm in arm. Some people in the pictures look a little bit younger. Uh, You think one of them might be a wedding photo? but it's hard to say because it doesn't look like it's a traditional styled wedding. You see what would appear to be a set of papers that have, looks like slightly rubbed off maybe. Maybe the ink is smeared, but it looks like it's an old set of papers of documentation of some kind. Hard to read what it is, but judging by the letterhead, it looks like it's just sort of, a day-to-day checklist for the col- for the colony itself. It's kind of glancing at it, doesn't look like it's anything particularly useful. But it, the ink is all smeared, like it's been out in the rain. The rest of the quarters looks oddly sparse. You don't really see anything on the inside. It doesn't and nothing else really jumps out at you? It is just incredibly odd, how it seems to. have Just be open and empty like this.
4: I'll attempt to commit the faces to memory. Okay. And I now have a new notion of what I would like to look for, I think. Okay. One tractor cannot take any number of miners. The four kilometers away we know that the mine is located. Where's the transport for them to get back and forth from this hub? Where's the bus? I want to find the where the bus would be. Since, clearly, absolutely everyone must be working on shift right now. Okay. Where's the bus? Busword.
0: How do you plan on looking for the bus? Um,
4: where would you
0: like to look first? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, so I know it. Um, do I... Have we ever seen a... a did we get to see the station overhead uh, as Jackson was landing, for instance, to see the shape? Mm-hmm. So I know one entrance already. That was the one with the tractors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most logical place relative uh, to the other, like, the geometry of the station is probably the one nearest the mine or nearest any, did we see a road from Ariel?
0: You don't recall seeing a road from Ariel.
4: Very fair. My observation is absolute booty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will go to the side of the building. That's the direction okay. you'd go for the mine. Okay. That's right. I step would in, put a bus. You I'm step not into, in
0: charge of city planning. You step into what would be the airlock and just close it up and the environmental controls begin to switch you hear alerts going off and an automated voice saying warning it is unsafe to step outside without the proper environmental equipment it is advised that you wear a face mask as about that point the door goes and the toxic air fills the interior you step out into the planet's atmosphere and glance around isaac Um, You see out here, the light of this planet is quite beautiful. It looks like in this part of the hemisphere that you are stuck in a perpetual setting sun. Um, You can also see and hear the rolling dust storms off in the distance storming over the mountaintops and the distant gray clouds and the flashes of lightning. You glance to your left and you can see the tops of the Ilios on the other side of the facility, because the Ilios is big. Um, the facility itself is about two stories high, but the Ilios still peaks up over the top. Um, you, When you step out into this area, you come to what looks like immediately the first thing you notice, Isaac, is this looks like, indeed, some kind of loading area or staging area of some kind. It's not just dust in front of you. It looks like there has been Duracrete or something that's been laid here. And has been created what would be described as almost like a small parking lot. But you see this great stationway area that has multiple outlets and refills for what seems to be a maintenance station, perhaps for masks. For example, if somebody needs to switch out an air mask or if there is a, a refresher that needs any kind of like oxygen tank or anything like that, that seems to be. ...what you see out here, which immediately invokes in you a sense that this is probably where the bus stop is. And as you approach it and glance around, make me an observation check.
4: Rockin' everywhere, hey, rockin' everywhere. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Three fives!
0: Don't forget, in the future... You can call upon your story points when you, when you know. feel like they're appropriate. <clears throat> yeah, you glance around hand. and you see no sign of a bus. There is no sign of any kind of transport. But it definitely looks like this place was used for one.
4: Um, anything I can pick up from the refill station about how recently it was last used?
0: You move over to it and just, first of all, it's pretty crude. It looks like just a giant plastic, almost like an electrician's box that's been welded onto the side of one of the stands where people can sit. And Reaching over, you just pull it open, and it is completely empty, save for one rebreather that's got a tube that's just flapping in the breeze. As you look down at it, it looks like there is a resupply of oxygen that is available that is installed inside of this place for anybody who might be running low on air. But looks like it is at empty. Judging from the amount of dust that is collected in here, it's probably been a hot minute since this has been used.
4: Okay. um, Then I must be at the wrong bus stop. They must have multiple, which makes sense with a colony of 800 people. So I guess there has to be a different side to the building. I'll have to walk around.
5: Okay.
4: This would be so uncomfortable for humans.
0: Yeah, as you close it up and glance around, Isaac, you definitely get a sense that they must be operating in some kind of limited capacity right now if the mine is still working. But maybe there's a shift right now and the transport's at the mine but does seem does seem strange everything about this seems strange to you and you continue your perimeter walk around the outside open exposed of course is a synthetic you do not have to worry about the toxicity of the air you just walk around and glance at this planet the temperature out here is comfortable enough for humans you would probably put this if you were going to use the cursed freedom units of about 80 degrees fahrenheit um It's well within the Goldilocks zone. If the air wasn't toxic, this might be a suitable place, considering it has oceans and rivers. You can only imagine that Wayland yutani might want to consider turning this into an actual full-fledged colony. Why they decided to mine here instead is hard to say, but you do recall them saying that they did want to at least try to change the atmosphere? Something about the raid that caused the atmospheric processor to stop working and it hasn't been restored since? They were rather vague about that part. And you continue your circuit around the building. By the time you reach the front of the building, you manage to round the corner and approach just in time to see Tig just bringing out a very nervous-looking Jackson on the power loader and just taking it one step at a time. You can tell O'Donnell is not comfortable, but he is getting the job done, but it is... He may not be licensed to actually be using the power loader from just looking at him. You've got woof. it.
2: You've got it. Okay. Just a few more steps.
0: I don't feel oh, like I got few, it. Just
2: a few more. You just, you've got, look how far you've gotten. That's like so many steps. We're like, we're so close. Just come on. We're almost, you almost got it. Let's go. Tig is like, this is so terrifying. But outwardly, she's like, Come on. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> to their credit, Isaac, as you approach, it looks like they've gotten about six pallets already out onto Whoa. the... Uh, onto the, the path. Yeah. Um, but as you, appro- as you approach, uh, you see O'Donnell's spot you and goes, Jesus! Isaac! Holy shit! You scared the hell out of me!
2: He was just focusing really hard. He was not looking at his surroundings, because that's my job, apparently.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting people to just walk up on us out here.
4: Do you have Ah. some free time, perchance? I probably shouldn't. I was thinking I would start with that tractor. I point to tarp tractor. That's fair too.
2: Is there any way we could use that to get stuff out of here? Or is that not really a...
5: (laughs) No.
4: Probably not. Okay. We'd want more of a forklift for that task, but it would be good transport to go to the mine. I'm trying to go to the mine. What's in the mine? Everybody. Uh, That's ominous. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess it would explain why this place feels like a ghost town.
2: Yeah, I was
4: noticing that, too. Uh,
0: It's true. We arrived during a day shift. shift. Yeah.
4: So, I thought I would go over there. But I don't want to use their one working tractor, so I thought I would get the other one working. Plus, it has a name, so I think that means people like it. So it would probably be a good boost to morale if I got it working. Makes sense to me. Should we be? But I could help with the power loader if you're nervous. You seem like you're nervous.
0: Yes. Do you want to take over here? That would be great. No, I want to work
4: on the tractor, but I can do the power loader.
0: Uh, No. We've
1: got this. You've got it. Yeah. We're good.
0: I got to learn how to get this down, so I'll just, I'll do it. Any pointers
2: for him before you go uh, be superhero on
0: a tractor? Anything I should know? Uh,
4: Yes, I'd like to, could I climb up onto the power loader's shoulder Mm -hmm. and show him a few things?
0: Yeah, you just hoist Mm. yourself up and he glances Mm -hmm. over at you and you see him take his hand off the controls. And yeah, uh, tell you what. I wish will, I had a
2: camera. Like I will call.
0: Him. I'll call this an assist on his <laughs> yes. next roll. He'll mm-hmm. get a plus one die to the roll. You're all teaching
4: right. me piloting, after all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, you owe me one, huh?
4: This is piloting, sort of. Uh, a piloting exchange. There are controls, and the vehicle goes where you tell it to, even if it's not where you want it to.
0: Hmm. he just nods and says I'll, yeah I'll try to use that as anxiety management Isaac it's not a bad point actually
4: I pat pat the power loader's shoulder ding, ding. and I'll jump down
0: okay you hop down into the dirt um, meanwhile inside the facility we have to coordinate what's going on between Martha and what's going on
1: with Dr. Albright Uh, Doc, oh, oh, has Martha made it into the uh, uh, med room that Doc's yeah. in?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll say that you've I, arrived. I think Doc is just going to go, Martha. I, I, good. I, I need help getting getting this man to 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 the ship. He, he does not have long. Martha, did you serve in the frontier war?
0: I think you did, right? I did. You were, yeah. You've seen shit like this before. The moment you walk in, the moment you smell the air. Um, you, you've seen shit like this before. You've never seen it go this long this bad. <laughs> that is new, but you've seen it. He is on death's door.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I ran into the doctor uh, on the way here and got some info from Lee. We have a lot to talk about, Doctor. Uh, I, we, and he mentioned this person. We need to do it undercover, apparently. I, I,
1: he, that, that's what he says. But uh, Between me and you, and pardon my language in advance, but I don't give a shit about the goddamn uh, 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 whatever his name is. This man is about to die. We need to get him to the med station immediately.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, Isaac, right?
1: I, 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 I don't see any gurneys or anything I, here. I, 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 we can't wait, we can't wait for Isaac I, I, the doctor said he was gonna go get Isaac I, Isaac will find us on the way we okay, just yeah. take him take an on yep. and we will,
0: we will okay we, we're just, <sighs> he's the noise he makes when you pick him from the bed he's, he's so out of it he's only registering the extraordinary pain that is coursing through his entire body as you lift him from the bed do
3: I um, know
1: the... anything to knock him out, uh,
0: Doc? You can't. You cannot put this man under right now. I
1: can't. I gave him <laughs> as much as I could for the pain. Anything yeah. more would compromise his system. Okay. You you have been a stalwart, uh, a, a soldier of a man. I just need five more minutes. Of, I just need five more minutes of your strength. Yeah, All come right. on, buddy. We got you, buddy. Come on.
0: All right. So, who between you has what are your what are your strength scores?
1: Um, you can see Doc is struggling with this. Uh, okay,
0: <laughs> Martha, what is your strength stamina? Is what we're going to be rolling here.
1: Ah, uh, oh well.
3: Three is my strength, and uh-huh. my stamina is one.
0: Okay, so four dice. You're going to get a bonus die because the Doc is helping you.
1: Yeah, okay. two, I have two strength and one stamina.
0: So you, you, Doc yeah. is going to give you a bonus die, so it'll be a, yeah. a total of five dice. I would love to spend
3: a story point right now.
0: Okay, so you've spent a story point. That means that all fives are now successes as well. Okay. If you push the roll, it does not stay that way. You have to make sixes on the push roll. Just so you know. Okay. So it's right. just for this one roll.
3: Oh, thank God. Three successes. Oh, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Martha, as you lift him, he, he is a minor. This guy, you can tell uh, he's probably pushing about 220, 225. As you lift him up, you,
3: oh, strong man.
0: You've, yeah. you've been through this training before. You remember what it was like in basic when you had one of your team members on your back and you had to crawl through mud. Um, it was part of the basic training of pulling somebody out of a combat is one of the things you had to go through and it just comes crashing back into you remember to steady your breathing you remember use your thighs when you're moving kick your legs forward save as much strength as you can as you're moving Um, Doc you take his legs because that's going to be the roughest part of this carry you're having to hold the wood that's keeping his leg intact as you lift him up and he makes this tortured groaning sound as you lift him He's, in whatever dream state he's in, the pain is probably the only real thing that's getting through right now. He probably has no idea where it's coming from. He is so out of it. But as you lift him, he goes, oh, and he's whimpering, cry. And the two of you just quickly start moving him down the corridor. Um, you move him down... Let's see, there's going to be three corridors to pass. You move him down about... I'll say about halfway, at the halfway point, you're going to need to make... No, I would say about the time you're getting towards the entrance of the place, you're going to need to make another roll.
3: Okay. okay. Same roll?
0: Mm-hmm. But you also okay. still get the plus one. So it'll be five dice. Okay.
3: Alright, are we at that point yet, or...?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No one stopped okay. you guys.
3: Alright, good. Okay. Um. How many story points do we have left? <laughs>
0: Uh now you have nine.
3: Does anyone mind if I do this again?
1: I don't mind at all. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't do it, I'ma do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So.
1: I will spend it then.
0: Okay. So first off, thank you, Vance, for the first story points. Thank you, Vance. And Aether Spoon, thank you for the second one.
3: What was it? Aether spoon?
0: Aether spoon. spoon, thank Atherspoon, you. spoon, yeah. Okay. Alright. Fives counts as successes.
1: Oh, thank God. Three successes. Nice. Two or fives.
3: Outside
0: Isaac, uh, as you're glancing at this tractor, you can see this tractor has had what looks like engine problems as you're looking underneath it. The tarp has been put over it, but you can see that the tractor in all intents and purposes is in working shape, but it needs heavy maintenance, and it looks like it requires parts that they're probably out of. And as you're glancing over this, the front doors open to the colony, and an old man who you identify as the doctor comes out and says, you see, uh, you can't fully understand what he says underneath his mask as he comes out kind of blocking out the sun and says it again and then he points in your direction Isaac and then starts waving you over
4: alright I make my way over
0: Okay, you wake your way over and he's Isaac, Isaac, you're Isaac Um, your crewmates um, Martha and Dr. Albright have requested you to help them move somebody uh, discreetly and quickly as possible Somebody needs to be taken to the medical bay uh, very soon. Of course. The doors open behind him. (laughs) And you see emerging from the corridor, wearing their face masks, um, with a mask crudely put onto somebody that they're carrying. You see Martha and Albright struggling as they bring out what looks like a terribly injured human. You have spot Isaac blessedly in front of you about 30 feet talking to the doctor just as you all emerge.
1: Isaac, please. Please, I need you.
0: You rush over. The doctor um, looks at you, Isaac, and says, do you need a mask? Should I get you a mask? We're set
4: here.
0: Okay. Go he get takes, ready. Um... Isaac, you reach down and you watch as Isaac effortlessly picks the man up from your arms, the both of you feeling the burn in your muscles starting to relax, your shoulders, the aching in your fingers, all of it finding some release as Isaac immediately unburdens you.
4: I support the torso with one arm and then my other arm is cradling the harness of his leg and then the other leg across my arm, just trying to support as much of it as possible.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just going to, like, wipe the sweat off this guy's forehead and go, almost there, son, almost there, and immediately run to get the med station prepped for him. Okay. You take him into the ship, the
0: Elios. You bring him into the cargo bay, and Jackson turns, looks down at you as you're bringing him in, goes, oh, shit. Holy shit.
2: Ooh. Oh, okay. 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 Um, uh,
0: do you want to, I can stop if you want to go do that.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to go see if I can help. Uh, <laughs> Tig will, will, uh, we'll follow and assist.
1: Yeah. Tig, you just not been apprised
2: out. of any of the yeah, c- yeah, yeah. espionage. Oh shit. Okay. Let's go.
0: <laughs> you enter into the environmental controlled airlock of the cargo bay. A few moments later, you're in the environ the clear environment of the internal systems of the Elios. Um, Isaac effortlessly taking him to the medical facility up on a deck.
2: Ah, Now we're running.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Outside. A few moments later, the doctor who's followed them in Jackson unstraps and gets down from the the power lifter and walks over to you, Martha, and goes, the fuck is that all about? Is it that bad?
3: I take a quick look around, see if anyone, especially the administrator, is coming. Roll observation. Okay. What is my observation? Okay. Not bad. Uh, Numbers wise, let's see if that works. Two successes.
0: You see the administrator all right.
3: Is he He, walking towards us?
0: No, he's looking down at you from one of the windows on the second floor of the administration the hub of the administration hub that, remember okay. I said, looked out over the Ilios? Yeah. You can see him, he's leaning out to the window and watching all of you. Mm. Now, the windows are mostly tinted, so you can see his form, but it's definitely him.
3: Hmm. Is he, this the same building that we just took the patient out of?
0: Yeah, it's or... all one building. Oh, okay. It's all one big, huge facility.
3: Okay. But it just Until so I... happens,
0: the, the administ- it just so happens the administration hub f- literally faces the landing area.
3: Uh-huh, okay. And if, do I have a sense of whether he saw...
0: At two successes, I can give you the answer is yeah, he saw that. Fuck. He definitely saw that.
3: Uh, ugh, Okay. Well, if he's not moving, then nope. I, I'm going I'm to like say... Like a
0: gargoyle on the side of a cathedral. <laughs> he is just watching you guys. He's not doing anything.
3: Okay. All right. I'm going to say, uh, under my breath to Jackson, I'm actually gonna just like, pat his back jovially in my body language and say, just keep um, unloading and uh, listen to me carefully. And I'll pick up a, or I guess they're all on big pallets. So mm-hmm. I'll just like, m- you know, help Jackson do what he's doing before fill in for TIG. And while we're doing that, I'll say, quietly, there's 500 less people Alive here than we thought. Than we were told. Fuck. The administrator seems to have lost touch with reality and is in self-preservation mode. Does not want to report this in. um, Is in fear of losing, I don't know, losing his power with Weyland-Yutani. It's a really bad situation. What the fuck? I've talked to some staff who... sounds like they desperately want to they want out but also they they need help they need serious help to manage the situation
0: if it's just one guy let's just go in there and put a gun to his head and tell him to go fuck himself let's get everyone out of here he
3: has people he has about 50 people who are loyal to him uh, 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 Um. there's also <sighs> uh, again looking around okay there's there's evidence there's hard physical evidence of where those bodies are the the bodies. 500 missing people
0: 500 missing people yeah are dead
3: yeah holy
0: shit this yeah. is so fucked i knew it was going to be bad but fuck i know. and he's hiding
3: yeah. it he's he's well he hid it from us he told us oh, there were 807 shit. there's can't not trust this guy okay yeah all no. right
0: okay so what the fuck do we do D- it, it, what, it, is, he's just trying to cover his ass. Is that all this to, is?
3: I mean, it sounds like it. It also just sounds like he he does not psychologically realize the gravity of the situation, and he's he's prioritized prioritized things that should not be prioritized right now.
0: Uh, you think it sounds like he's desperate. Could we? You think it's worth trying to talk to him? Maybe just say, "Hey, we're, we don't have to report this. We just want to help people."
3: I mean that's what we're here we're already gonna do that so we can definitely keep doing that but I think I think we're gonna need to call in some some backup
0: backup? I mean they're not gonna be here for at least I mean if we call Beacon they're not gonna be here for 14 days if we call mm. anybody else who not knows them oh shit
3: <laughs> yeah I can make a call <sighs> you can?
0: you can do that? yeah Holy fuck! Wow, this is a lot. So, how long do you think it'll take them to get here?
3: Uh, it will take a while. So, yeah, we do need to do something to okay. So at back, least minimize so minimize suffering.
0: So last resort, we send out a SOS to the to call in the marines.
3: I don't know if it's the last resort. I think it's we do that and then we make sure more people don't die until they get here.
0: So we call in the marines and then we try to solve the problem ourselves while they're on their way. That's probably I think so. expedient. Sure, I'll follow your lead, Martha. You're the corporal. Like I, I've never. I'm not
3: the captain, though. I wanna, haven't had a chance to talk to the captain yet, but.
0: All right. So I, I guess think... we'll talk to the captain as soon as he's done saving that dude's life. Shit. Oh, yeah.
3: Fuck, I, mean, I feel like
0: I jinxed this. I He was trying to be so positive, and I was being so cynical.
3: There's no way. There's no way this was not going to be a shit show. Oh, my God. But fucking wheeling you, Donnie, man. Yeah. He's I fucking, look. I want to glance back. back up at the
0: He's not window.
2: there. Oh, no. I'm
3: scared. Okay. That's what Martha says inside. But outside. O'Donnell
0: continues on. He just says. I mean, the CPA got passed because of shit like this. Because of shit like this. The whole colony warp is because of fucking shit like this.
3: Yeah, uh, hey, just, um, just in case their ears, just.
0: Oh, fuck, okay. It's that, it's like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, sorry, I cuss a lot when I'm freaking out. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh right. I'm just going to keep pretending like I know how to operate this power loader then.
3: You don't yeah. know how to operate this? Fuck no. Then why are
0: you... Because Tig was like, you're better at this than I am, and, you know, I figured I should probably learn when I'm not flying the ship I gotta be useful, so, you know, I'm doing my thing.
3: Okay, how's it going?
0: Having crashed, and I got six pallets out.
3: Yeah, that's actually surprisingly good.
0: Okay. Um I have a sidearm. Should I be wearing that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea.
0: Okay. I'll get that Just on the next
3: Really conceal it.
0: It's a magnum. I don't know how I can conceal that. I, well, I'll wear my jacket. What the hell? Sorry. I shouldn't be uh yeah. Yeah. I'll conceal it.
3: Uh, Martha actually pats where she has hers because she yeah. doesn't go anywhere without at least her pistol not
0: only that but you've got a full on damn assault rifle when you need it Martha um, yeah, you that's, were,
3: yeah, that's in my locker it's going to stay in my locker okay. on missions like this unless I, really, I know I'm going to need it so that's where that is right now
0: so giving you a nod O'Donnell continues to move the pallets and puts out at least one more before turning back and heading back up into the bay and unclasps, unstraps, powers down the power loader, flips on the safety, pulls himself out as he pushes up the the harness and s- climbs down and just goes, okay, I'm going to go get
3: my gun. Okay. I'll uh, stay here in case we have any visitors.
0: I'm going to run. And he moves out of the hangar. Before... Uh- What's up?
3: O'Donnell, as he's running away, I'm just uh-huh. going to say, how long does it take to get this thing up in the air? The Ilios? Yeah.
0: Maybe ten minutes?
3: And, uh, okay, once you turn on the engines, everyone knows we're leaving, right? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. The Ilios All is right.
0: not a quiet bird.
3: Got it. Noted. Okay. I'll be here.
0: All right. He dashes. Um... You managed to get him laid out onto the medical bed. Isaac, your blue flight suit is covered in rancid blood as you take a step back. And the doctor, rubbing his temples, immediately moves over and starts to wash his hands.
2: Yeah, I was going to take his immediately like, beelining. Gen- general impression? What are we, what is happening right now? Is there really... Having
1: infection, need for amputation. Copy. Uh, Lord knows what else. Okay. I'm going to give him a good full rundown. but we need You those. work on that
2: leg. I will do I will do secondary injuries.
1: Oh, and Give this s- man some antibiotics. Yeah, fast. yeah.
2: <laughs> We're pulling out pulling out pain okay. antibiotics um and all the stuff Are and then you- while the doctors deal with the leg, Tig is going to look for secondary injuries like cuz she doesn't know was this a fall? Sure. Do we have a uh, spinal injuries? Do we have like what what is the situation? She's going to kind okay. of anything but the leg and let them kind of do that.
0: Tig um as you're, as you are washing up, the old doctor looks at you and goes, "You're a doctor too."
2: this is a medic.
0: You've done this before. Unfortunately. He stops and puts his hand on your hand, and he says, "I don't think I'm in the condition to perform surgery right now."
2: Takes gonna like take a second. Was not really paying attention to him because we were big patient, and then uh-huh. like big loud scary thing happening to this patient, and she kind of does like a visual assessment is are you good like like kind of a (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) you're looking at a man that take it doesn't look like he has had a night's sleep in a while uh make me a medical aid check oh
2: my gosh okay for this guy right this is uh, Uh i don't have my this isn't like with my kit or anything right
0: correct yeah
2: okay um Okay. One success.
0: Okay. You glance at him, and then you lean, kind of see some telltale signs. You lean in, and you put your hands on his face, and he Mm -hmm. doesn't resist, and he just stares at you as you kind of pull his eyelids open and give him a look. Take. you served in the Marines. You served on the front line during the Frontier War. You've been around people like snipers who have used Never sleep before. Oh no! This guy, this doctor—you can't imagine how long he's been awake. But he, you've seen the telltale signs of consistent use of never sleep, oh, which gosh. is dangerous after taking well, more than quick, a single dose. Yeah. yeah, it gets dangerous. But you can see, is the way his pupils are reacting, the way the veins are starting to protrude inside of his eyes. He—he um, he looks like he is probably been suffering from exhaustion
2: oh my god for does a while na- does nap relief um counteract the effects of overuse of never sleep nap
0: relief will knock his ass out
2: okay that's you, what we're gonna do She's gonna be like, okay, yeah. we're gonna sit down i'm gonna have him like i'm gonna hand him a glass of water and then i'm okay. gonna hand him a nap relief and i'm like i don't want to see you for like 12 13 hours okay and there's like a if co- there's like a cot that i can just put him on in the back <laughs> or like one of the other beds because it's like that kind of star formation right in that in mm-hmm. the med bay yeah.
0: Oh, there's plenty of, there's there's three medical beds in here. So you okay. can put him on one of the other medical beds.
2: Just lay, yeah, just lay yeah. him down, get him a glass of water, a, a granola bar, and then... He
0: doesn't resist any of this. When he lays down, you hear him groan as you immediately take a small injection of a few cc's of okay. napoleon and just, and immediately you just see his eyes flutter a little bit and he, the cup of water drops out of his hand as he... Yeah, I, there, I, she
2: was there to catch it already. Okay. Um, there's like a beat when he goes down and she just turns and looks at Reg.
0: And you see on, you see Reg, and you are the only other person. Reg is currently pulling what look like giant bloody planks of wood off of this guy's leg and looking at you.
2: Oh, we're in for a wild ride. She's gonna go, she's gonna scrub again.
0: You scrub again, <laughs> and you move she's over. she's gonna go to work. The two of you hunker down over this individual. His life is in your hands. Um, both of you, real quick make me uh, I'm guessing whoever wants to take the lead here may Mm -hmm. make a medical aid check you're going to get a plus two bonus because of where you're at you're in the medical facility right now
1: so that doesn't include my medical kit right that's replacing it
0: Uh, that is uh, I don't have any problem letting that stack
2: cool okay that That's would be all. like,
0: That's yeah, power. that would be like having a repair kit, and you're also working in a machine shop, which should, I think give you an additional yeah. dice, and then I'll give you a bonus die to who uh, with the fact that Tig is helping you if you're taking the lead on this.
2: So, question: oh. I have yeah. an ability. Can this help? So, I have Field Surgeon. Um, oh. I get a plus two modification to medical aid when treating someone who's about to die from a critical injury. No
0: shit. Can
2: I get? Can I help any more than the plus one?
0: Um... You would need to take the lead.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I should. To get that, that bonus. <laughs> I um, don't know. I don't know if I'm stacked as stacked as you are. I don't actually know what your stats are. <laughs> uh. But I don't know if we. I don't know if we want a game then.
1: Uh, I. I think. in this, I think in this case, uh, what would Tig's mannerisms be? Does Tig seem more confident than usual?
2: Oh, the, her like uh, 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 Tig- crisis is her. Entire, I,
1: I yeah. would say this is the
0: way the way O'Donnell looked when he first got into that flight chair, mm-hmm. the way Martha looked when she was checking her data pad and checking her assault rifle, the way Isaac looked when Isaac was holding a book or also operating machinery. Tig looks like that now, like this is what Tig does.
1: Then I think you would see Reg starting to go in. Stopping, seeing this guy's ragged breathing, seeing Tig absolutely still, and then hand her, hand her, uh, hand over the tools to her. Doctor? Let's do some work. Alright, tell me what you need me to do. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh boy. Okay. The doctor hands it over to the Hopefully. medical, the frontline medical doctor. Medic. So. Um, in that case, you're taking the lead on it. So you're going to get the plus two bonus from the tools. You're going to get the plus two bonus from the fact that you are in the med bay right now on top of the one die bonus for having the doc help you. And And then you're going to and then you're plus two because you are literally emergency medicine, trauma surgery at at like this kind of pace is what you do.
2: I have to do some math super fast though. (laughs) Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Do I have that many dice?
0: <laughs> 16 dice. I have never seen anybody <laughs> yeah. in this RPG roll 16 dice.
1: Yep, that the right call. <laughs> 11, we should. I, I can take care of them in the log hall, but when they're in the shit, we gotta go to dig. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: the difference between uh, emergency uh, medical and just like tr- and, like uh, the well, there's there's the, gonna be... the two types of medicals. That... This, yeah, oh there's actually going
0: to be two roles here. So, oh boy. Yeah. Because there is the operation and then there is the stabilizing him. And Okay. Because okay, like I said, gonna. the leg is just one of his issues.
2: My gosh, some of them landed on each other that I can't even they're not <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on, I'm trying these I'm gonna roll these three again, because they were just on top. That's already we've got two successes and then I'll re-roll these three.
0: Great. Good for stunting.
2: Four successes.
0: Four successes. <sighs> Amazing. So for a medical check of four successes, which again, I want to stress this as somebody, and Sam can attest to this, as somebody who has been playing free league games, that is a ton of successes. Um, So you go to work. It's going to take a full shift to do the removal and start working on him to save his life. Um, All kinds of unfortunate chemicals are flowing through his system as a result of the infection the, his potassium levels are dangerous right now there's all kinds of badness happening but as you are doing the operation because you rolled that many successes the first thing that happens is you guys start going in to prepare the leg to removal tig you stop for a second and your eyes widen you make eye contact briefly just instinctively with the doc to see if he's seeing it too albrecht doesn't see it as he's preparing the leg but he glances up at you the two of you make eye and tig you take set of tools and reach inside the leg for a second. And you slowly pull out a high-caliber bullet.
2: Oh my god, I do it.
0: you taking a look at this. Um, it was lodged in the femur. It shattered his femur. It was probably the second round he took to the leg.
2: Into the dish. J- On we go. We've got... To, we've got to, we will have to deal with that at a later date.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you're starting to get an image now, Tig. He was running, he was shot, Yeah. he fell, caused the open fracture of the shin, he's, yeah, it's, yeah. Doc, make me your medical aid roll. This is going to be the second shift, so this is going to be a six hours spent working on this guy.
2: Ooh. And does he get the same two from the facility, two from the kit, and one from me? Yes, I I get get get
1: 12.
0: Nice. His life is no longer immediately in danger thanks to Tig. Uh, One, two,
1: three,
0: four. Four successes. Uh, The
1: doctor's so good. Let's do it. Yeah,
0: the the toxicity in his blood is astonishing, but thankfully you guys have enough medical supplies. Um, Doc, he might have taken all kinds of trauma to his internal organs, but you have the medical know how and the equipment here in this sci-fi setting to save him and to get him under however he is going to have to remain unconscious for at least the next week but after you hook him up to fluids after six hours of working on him you manage to remove the leg and stabilize him with an astonishing two rolls when it's done and the two of you dim the lights a little bit and after you're cleaning your hands there's just that quiet time as the two of you kind of glance over at each other you've been on the Ilios for six hours and it starts to occur to you the situation that you left behind you don't know what else is going on or what happened here but the doc will say over the course of surgery kind of filled you in on what the doc learned yeah and the two of you can't help but wonder what's been going on outside this room for the past six hours. We'll find out next Monday night.
3: Adios.
5: Oh!
4: <laughs> I'm high-fiving you to know, a good doctor! Woo! <laughs> doctor! <laughs> doctor! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh if this God. is a milk run, I've gone non-dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Decided i <I'm> have lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's totally, it's, that's totally the, after careful consideration, I have decided not to endorse your park.
5: Yes! (laughs) Uh,
0: Um. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. Nicely done, everybody. Let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and do this right now.
4: Oh yeah, 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 oh my gosh.
0: Before we head out for the nights.
4: Heck, these Um, mothers.
0: Yeah, it's been... (laughs) A lot. <laughs> I, I would give experience points. I would give experience points just for the amount of discipline you just showed multiple <laughs> times, multiple during
4: times during the show. It was very serious. I know. Very I saw. I, know I, saw. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> you. Protecting I didn't the even have a game. face. Uh, <laughs> I had a face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was very 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 good.
0: You were good. You were very good. Thank you, Sam.
4: But I'm still gonna get scared next week, aren't I? Oh.
0: Halloween.
4: It's A lot Halloween. Of
0: s- yeah. Next. I, I was like, this was the episode to set up what we got going on. So, yeah. Collective groans. Collective groans. Now, do keep in mind, I do not, I'm not, this is not Forbidden Lands. So you don't have to worry so much about um, needing to train and whatnot, that kind of thing. I let you people, if you'd like to spend experience points in between games, you may do so. I just asked that it reflects on what happened at the previous game. So, here's where, here we go. Everyone gained one XP for participating in tonight's game session. Thank you for being Ooh. here. That includes you, Ox crew. Um Ow. Did you risk or sacrifice something to further your personal agenda? I don't think anyone did this time. Not yet, anyway. Did you risk your life for your buddy PC? Not this time. Did you challenge or stand up to your rival, PC? Not this time. Did you make a panic roll? Nobody made a panic roll. Did you overcome a dangerous event using violent or nonviolent action? Yes. I will give everyone an XP for that, because everyone ate it. You did help save somebody's life. Definitely constitutes a dangerous event. Did you make significant discovery or revelation? Oh yeah.
1: Just a few. Just a yes, couple. indeed. Just. Yes. Just a skeleton.
0: You all may gain an XP for that, because that did happen. Uh, Did you perform an extraordinary action of some kind? I'm going to translate that to, was the roleplay good? Guess what? Gain an experience point.
5: Um, Everybody
0: had great moments. Did you earn any money? I'm going to probably change that question, because that really, that's assuming a space trucker's campaign play, Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. Um, in, In this case... I'll switch it to something else. Um, But, um, yeah. Good game tonight, everybody. Well done.
5: That brings a close
0: to episode four. Episode five will be next week. It'll be our Halloween episode. And I want to go ahead and preemptively thank you all so much for being willing to join me on Halloween. Um, All my favorite dark horror games I've ever run have been on Halloween, stretching all the way oh. back to my Trailer Cthulhu <laughs> game at GNS. So, uh, <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Beacon. If you'd like to support the StreamPunks, do remember to click on those links and check out Demiplane, our sponsor. See all the great games that they've got up now that are live and active on their platform. And also, please consider subscribing or following Times if you've enjoyed this content. Times is our home. Jake does this for the pure love of it, and we want to send as much support their way uh, his way as we possibly can until next time my friends stay safe and sleep well